323, this is the Matt Mosley Show. The Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by Central National Bank. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox, we're glad you're with us. We're at Panther Stadium in Hewitt where tonight it is South Grand Prairie and the Midway Panthers game two of the season. Others are over halfway through, but for your 5As and your 6As, it is game two or game three, depending on uh, on your schedule. But uh, we talk high school football now. We talk high school football with Curtis Quinlan from KCEN. Curtis, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? I'm living the dream, man. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Hey, just out of curiosity, we were talking about this earlier, and in 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 some ways, it's always exciting. Football Friday is so exciting. But you also feel for the Waco Highs, the universities, the March, the Breedmonts, and those guys in the La Vegas next week. It's, 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 it really is a tough time for those guys because, as, as we mentioned, they put in the work and their bands have put in the work and the drill teams, and unfortunately they just don't get to participate this week. Yeah, it's one of those you practice all week and then Thursday afternoon or later in the week you see it just taken from you and you have to really you have to especially feel for like you mentioned the La Vegas the Marts and the Colleen's where it wasn't anything you did where you did everything that you were told to do but but the other school had an outbreak and then you lose a game that way um it's it's one of the things about this football season that's really just quite frankly no fun so what do we got? Uh, we got several interesting football games, and I know that you're going to be uh, you're going to be at Itasca and Bosqueville, and also uh, over at, at Riker. And uh, and your game of the week is, I think, a doozy: uh, Salado and, and Conley. I love this game of the week. This was a pretty easy one, pretty easy week to find a game of the week for us. Um, this is a really interesting game because I think the district title in District 9-4A Division 2 is a three-horse race right now. I think mm-hmm. it's the Lado, China Spring, and Connolly. And I think that tonight we're going to see is there is someone going to start separating themselves from that crowd. Um, you know, whether they do or not, who knows? I mean, Salado has the potential to do that. And, of course, we all know Alan Hare is kind of a slot T O G and he's, he's going to run the slot T. And he's going to force you to defend the slot tee, and it's going to be the only time you see the slot tee during the season. But at the same time, Connolly has some of the mo- some of the best pound for pound athletes in Central Texas. Um, this is going to be a really really fascinating game. Then you look at Bosqueville, and I think it's more of how polished will Bosqueville look coming out of this game with two weeks before that game that everybody's got circled in District Seven Two A Division One, and that's the Bosqueville Crawford game. And so. How does Bosqueville come out of this game? Are they healthy? Do they look good? Can they defend? I mean, the computer projections of Dave Campbell's have Bosqueville as a 48-point favorite. And so I think this is more – I think we're, I think this is a game scored more on style points than anything. Then you go to Riker, and, you know, Riker beat the only other Division Four team in its district because this year Taps had to combine Division Three and Division Four because so many schools dropped from 11-man to 6-man football. And so they had to combine the classifications, and they'll separate them at playoffs. Well, there's only two Division Four schools in Rikers District, of which Riker is one. They will not play another Division Four team until the playoffs come around. So at this point, it's a lot of it has to do for Tyler Holcomb's squad with kind of the same thing with Bosqueville, style points. Uh, how does the defense look? How is the offense gelling? Just kind of trying to find a way that works for you and at the same time makes you guys dangerous, makes this team dangerous when, when the bracket gets unveiled 
next month. I want to go back to the uh, to to the 4A district you were talking about uh, the game of the week Salado and Conley and and as you mentioned uh, you factor China Spring in there and those those are the it looks like the the three favorites to to garner a playoff spot which leaves that fourth position pretty wide open and and, and Curtis that makes tonight's Robinson football game with Gerald very very important for the Robinson Rockets. Yeah, and like you mentioned, that's probably for a playoff spot. This district is just bonkers when you look at how deep it is. And keep in mind, this district lost a very, very good ball club in Mejia and another one in Madisonville from last year who got sent to other districts. But, you know, Robinson and Gerald could be for a playoff spot. Robinson and Gatesville could be for a playoff spot. Um I, I think the winner of tonight's Robinson-Gerald game will compete with Gatesville for that fourth playoff spot. And I know that when we talked with Luke Howard and his squad before the season, he had expectations to be in the conversation and be on that fourth playoff spot come, uh, come November. There's a little bit of a ways to get there, and there is kind of like that stratified line between the top tier, between the, the top half and the bottom half of that 16 district, but – um, that Robinson Gerald game is, like you mentioned, as about as crucial as any game in this district is because the winner will likely con- continue to be in the conversation for that number four seed. Curtis, uh, some other big games in our area, and one I wanted to focus on. You know, Cameron Yo is coming off that tough loss in the Battle of the Bell. Uh, Rockdale was really impressive in that one. And Academy, they they find a way again. They take down McGregor in a game where. They were down two scores late. Um, Academy and Yo match up tonight. W- what do you expect out of uh, out of that contest? Man, that is going to be one of the like. You look at last week's Battle of the Bell for Cameron Yo, and Rockdale takes the ball and scores on the opening drive, and that's that's the first time that Rockdale had won the toss and elected to receive. We were talking with Jacob Campsey after the game; they'd always deferred, and you give you give. Uh, Cameron Valdez and Keyshawn Raven the ball first. You see what they do. All of a sudden, something starts clicking. There's a confidence there that's not hasn't been there in the in the last three weeks after Rockdale's three game losing streak, uh, entering the battle for the bell. And at that point, the confidence Rockdale had was just too much for Cameron to overcome. Cameron needs to mirror what happened with Rockdale against them last week. They need to mirror what Rockdale did against their own ball club because this is an academy squad that um, pro- I don't think any lead is insurmountable for this academy squad. It, there is no team in District 11, 3A Division One that I would want to play less than Chris Lancaster's Academy Bumblebees, because these dudes do not quit. They will find a way. I, I mean, I've gone to a couple of their games. I've seen Jerry Cephas orchestrate a scoring drive going right down the field out of the I formation, and then at Lorena, I watched him drop back in the spread. They will find a way, and they really – they are one of those teams where you can watch all the film you want on them. That might only help you with their defense. And so in this game, I would really expect just a massive chess match from the moment from the moment you see the head coaches go on the field for the coin toss to until the final – until the, the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter. That game is going to be just a chess match, and I would expect – Really solid defense, but at the same time, I would expect just 
I would expect Cameron to stay with what it does. Cameron's a spread offense team, and they're going to stay that way. They've got the talent to do it there with Zane Ziner under center, but Zane Ziner might ha- is going to have to play better, and he's going to have to get a little more support from his offensive line and from his wide receivers than he did last week because not all three of those interceptions at Rockdale last week were his fault. Talking with Curtis Quinlan. Curtis, is, is there a team that has just kind of jumped off the page at you and you're like, hmm, didn't see that coming, uh, either from a positive side or, or, or maybe even a negative side? I think it's Waco High because of how they performed against West Mesquite. We all know that we all know that coaching change West Mesquite made. They have Mejia's uh, former head coach now and Frank Sandoval. But when you look at Waco High's roster the past couple of years, it's been pretty young with some experience at starters. But I didn't know what to make. I think that was one of those programs I expected to struggle a little more strictly because of the coronavirus shutdown, because not having spring ball, not getting a full slate of summer workouts. I, that first game against West Mesquite really caught my eye. Now, I'm very, very curious about what's going to happen after two weeks of not playing and then going up against the two-time reigning state runner-up to open District 11-6A play. But that was a, that was one, that's one team that jumped off the page at me. The other one is Crawford. Crawford, after changing coaches, really just kind of showed everybody, hey, look, we're, st- we, we're still fine. We're still poised to not only win Region 2, because I think it's safe to say, and we can all agree, Region 2 runs through McLennan County this year with Bosqueville and Crawford, um, and District 7 being, quite frankly, the most potent district in that region. I think Crawford is trying to show everyone that District uh, district or region two rather runs through uh, southwest McLennan County. Yeah, in another team that uh, in maybe not locally but certainly regionally and across the state is kind of grabbing some attention is the Temple Wildcats. I, I think you know in Bell County people knew that they were going to be a pretty good football team, but they're starting to get some attention across the state with their two and zero start. Yeah, exactly. And tonight we'll probably. This is going to be my hot take of the afternoon. Tonight's the biggest test in their non-district because I know Longview is Longview, but long you look at what Longview lost last year. They lost the top-rated quarterback prospect in the state of Texas. They're going back to a traditional Longview offense this year with, you know, just hand it, just we're going to line up, we're going to hit you in the mouth, and we're going to run it down your throat. Um, not the spread Longview that won a state title and that was terrorizing everybody in 6A Division II last year. They dropped down to 5A. Tonight against Arlington Martin, Arlington Martin is a perennial power in Region 1 and 6A. This is, this is the biggest measuring stick Temple has in its non-district slate. And like you mentioned, that was one of those games, sitting at 2-0 against Longview, everyone wanted to see what was Temple's season going to look like. Is it going to be what we normally expect from Temple, or is Temple going to be down in 2020? And when, with the way that that defense, which Scott Stewart has told me at practice is the second youngest defense he has ever coached, only trailing last year's, goes and pitches a 30 nothing shutout in the second half against one of, East, one of the premier teams in East Texas. Um, that's a pretty good way to start this season. It, it's once again trying to put last week behind you and avoid looking forward. District play starts next week. It would be really, really easy for Temple to look too far ahead and all of a sudden 
you're look you're not worried about Arlington Martin. You're like, oh, district play is going, and or to be really high on that win. You know, we just went on the we went and beat Longview. We went on the road and beat a good Magnolia West squad. This is a really good Temple ball club. It's as good as any team. It might very well be the best six A team in Central Texas this season. A mark that has in the this is my fifth season here. In my first four seasons, been a, a label that has been reserved for Midway, and I think that really says something about the Wildcats. Curtis, uh, we're talking to Curtis Quillen from KCN TV on the Matt Mosley Show. Final question for you: I know you were out at Leo Buckley last night. What impressed you about Ellison and their win over uh, LD Bell? Oh man, that trip up to the that was a that was up in the Metroplex. That was up there at Pennington oh, Field, okay. right outside right. Fort Worth. That was a. Uh, that was uh, that was one of those games where it looked like everything kind of came together. There was some sort of confidence click for Ellison because, let's, I mean, you guys know as well as I do because we're all former athletes here, getting your tail kicked in is not fun. And Ellison goes and gets beat up at Liberty Hill, loses that game by, tw- by 20, gets beat up last week at UMHB against – a very good Austin Vandegrift team, which has one of the best defenses in the state of Texas. So I think it was a confidence booster that, oh, these things that we're doing, if we do them, we will win ball games. We're not going to get our tails kicked in every week. And I think that light bulb went off. The other thing that will be nice for Ellison moving forward is next week, Ellison gets to play in Colleen for the first time this season. Because even though they were the home team against Vandegrift last week, that game was at UMHB because all four Colleen ISD high schools were scheduled to be at home, which is too many for that one stadium they have there. Um, but expect Ellison. If Ellison can continue to play that way that it did against LD Bell last night and clean up the mistakes, a couple of just mental lapses that led to some interceptions, some fumbles, um, you know, the first play from scrimmage in the second half, Ellison picks up 25, 30 yards off the tackle on a run and then fumbles the football and LD Bell takes over and scores. Avoiding those mental lapses while con- in improving in that category while also continuing to play with the same, same tenacity that it did at LD Bell last night, um, ex- Ellison could be a problem and could compete for a playoff spot out of District 12-6A, which everybody preseason had Ellison finishing third. Third or fourth. Hey, Curtis, we, we appreciate it. Th- thanks so much. I love talking high school football with you, and we appreciate you coming on the program. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Hey, talk to you soon. It's Curtis Quinlan from KCEN-TV. Knows his stuff, Stephen. Good stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm mesmerized. I'm caught up by this uh, kickball game that's going on in the uh, north end north end zone here at uh, Panther Stadium. And oh, I didn't a, realize there was it, some kickball happening. Oh, baby, and it's a close one, too. I think it's a one-score, one two-score game right now. So uh, it, it, it's tight. It is tight. So uh, All right, we'll do some play-by-play of that next. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up next. All right, this is the Matt Mosley Show. We're going to step aside. We're coming right back with more of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Following an open date, Baylor football is back on the field Saturday, October 17th, hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brewer to throw. He's got Abner for a touchdown. Again this season, tune in to hear J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris, for all the play-by-play of Baylor Big 12 football on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. 
Grand Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners get an additional $1,000 off. Or how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Grand Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600, UBEO.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Bears get the win over the Bucks 20 to 19 last night on Thursday night football. Astros headed for their fourth consecutive American League Championship Series. Astros await the winner of the Yankees and the Rays with game 5 tonight at 6 o'clock. Atlanta and the Dodgers in the NLCS after both teams sweep their series. Houston finally gets to play and beats Tulane last night 49-31. Lakers looking to win the NBA Championship tonight facing the Heat tip at 8 o'clock. High school football tonight on our airways. Robinson and Gerald pregame at 7 on kicker 1590 and 99-3. 
Midway and South Grand Prairie pregame at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Temple versus Arlington Martin pregame at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Stay tuned afterwards for the high school scoreboard show with Stephen Simcox and Garrett Ross. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. We are rocking it today now. Welcome back into the Matt Mosley program, brought to you in part by Central National Bank. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, glad you're with us. We are at Panther Stadium in Hewitt, where the uh, Midway Panthers take on South Grand Prairie coming up tonight. Uh, and later on this evening, now uh, when uh, when you get home, if you, as you li- you can listen to Stephen and Garrett with the scores, but you can also get some moving pictures of high school football uh, from across the state on Fox Sports Southwest. One of those delivering that information will be the uh, longtime voice of the UIL, longtime voice of the Texas Longhorns. We welcome in our good friend Craig Way. Craig, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, uh, Tom, and and I think among the games we're getting out of the greater uh, Super Sendex, we're getting that Bosque-Villai-Jaska game because, as I told our producer, Patrick Madrowski, how many opportunities are we going to have to get the Wampus Cats on this year? So at least we got to get them on one. So they'll be on the – so we'll see. Uh, and, and I agree with what Curtis was saying earlier. Obviously, Bosqueville is, a, is a expected to handle its business and then some tonight. But, uh, but at least we'll have the highlights of that along with several other games out of the this evening. And I know you're driving, so uh, off the top of your head, do you know uh, what other games that you guys may be taking a sneak peek at from the from this particular part of the world? Well, uh, I know we're going to have obviously the uh, Slato Connolly game. That's a, that's a definite one, and we may also have the Robinson Gerald one. I can't remember all of them. I know there's there's four or five. So I, but I know for a fact, obviously. The uh, uh, Salado Conley game will be one of them. Like I said, the the Bosqueville Itasca game will be one. Might even have a six man game mixed in there too. I can't remember for certain, but uh, but there'll be four or five games out of the region. That'd be awesome. Uh, and then of course, then uh, you, one of the things that's beneficial for you this weekend is you don't have to jump on a plane. You don't have to fly back and or hustle back to Austin. You've got Texas and OU coming up tomorrow. Uh, at Fair Park, and I wanted to get your thoughts before we talk about the game specifically. But one of the beauties of, of that game is the pageantry of that football game, and and with uh, with this the, the COVID nineteen situation and and this pandemic, uh, it, it's going to be different, isn't it, Craig? I mean, and, and I'm kind of curious what you what you anticipate seeing tomorrow, or, or do you have a sense of what what might unfold tomorrow? You know. It- this, this year, uh, perhaps, or this game this year, uh, this year's edition of this game, may be the most predictable uh, of all of them simply because of all of the other things that we've seen take place. And, and I was hearing you guys on, uh, what Curtis talking about, you know, and that uh, cancellations and postponements of high school games and uh, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, but with all the other weird things, So on top of that, you're going to have maybe 25,000 fans in that most. I think. All right, having uh, some technical problems, obviously uh, uh, traveling north uh, to uh, to get back to the 
to get to the Metroplex. So uh, we're having obviously having some cell phone issues with Craig, but we'll try to we'll try to. I think we're I think we're re-efforting Craig as we speak. Craig, you back with us? Hey, who, who would know you'd have a out between uh, you know Clifton and uh, Meridian, right? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so you're 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 taking the scenic route. It, it certainly appears. Hey, you were the one that had the sage advice about, you know, as much as I love McLennan County, it, it might be advisable to try to skip passing through uh, on the interstate today because of, because of the traffic, A, because of construction and, and traffic at this time of the day, and B, uh, the fans who are making their way north uh, right. up to the Metroplex for the game. So it might be that kind of thing. So you were talking about the, the pageantry and, 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 and obviously – that that's the, one of the beauties of that game is the stadium is split, it divided right down the middle. But you know, with twenty five thousand, what's that going to look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a weird line to draw to split that one down the middle, right? I, I am kind of curious to see how that thing is going to be, because I always say, Tom, one of the unique things, if I wasn't broadcasting that game, and I've been in the booth either as the analyst or the play by play voice. Uh, all but one year since 1992. And, uh, and and I've always said that if I wasn't in the booth broadcasting the game, I would want to sit right on that dividing line at the 50 where on the north end the Oklahoma section ends and it begins the south section for Texas on those fans who sit across the aisle from one another. I always said I wanted to do that. Well, who knows what it's going to look like this year. I mean, you have to have the rows socially distanced. I think the, the uh, tickets, the blocks of tickets were sold in blocks of four. So it was it was kind of weird the way the whole thing was done. And, and by the way, and I know you know this, they're doing a similar thing, obviously, with the National League Championship Series next week at Globe Life Field in Arlington and then for the World Series. And uh, you know me, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Dodger fan. And I was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to get online to get to, to be able to buy four tickets for game two of the NLCS mm-hmm. next Tuesday. But that was in a must-buy four, no more, no less type of deal because they're sectioning out the fans. So that's where a lot of these, you know, the, the larger venues that are used to having tens of thousands of fans are having to deal with it this way, and and it's going to be weird. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it uh, in the Cotton Bowl. It's going to be uh, the way they've got everybody spread out. The bands are supposed to be there, but they can't perform at halftime, so it, all of it would be from the stands. So there, there'll be a lot of strangeness for sure tomorrow. When when you look at the matchup, obviously we know Texas is going to be able to move the football. They've moved the football all season long. I, I was just looking at this matchup, and, and I'm, I'm thinking this is Oklahoma's offense and Texas's defense may may decide this football game. What, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, uh, there, there, there's almost always elements on both sides, offense and defense, for both teams that make a difference. But you may be right in this case because – you know, Oklahoma's had trouble running the football, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they can throw the football. They've got very talented receivers. Uh, Charleston Rambo is a veteran. Marvin Mims, I mean, uh, we were throwing down his highlights last year, uh, the kid from Frisco Lone Star uh, on, on the scoreboard live program, so we know how talented he's been. They've had some trouble running the football. Uh, the Longhorns had uh, awful tackling issues coming out of the Texas Tech game, cleaned a lot of that up but had mistakes in other areas that ultimately doomed them against TCU. So they both are not without their issues. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And and maybe if Texas is able to get some stops against Oklahoma, 
then we might see Sam Ellinger and the Longhorns be able to execute against an Oklahoma defense that schematically has been in position to make a lot of the plays. But to hear Lincoln Riley and his coaching staff talk about it, the guys just haven't made enough of the tackle, similar to what Texas was going through against Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago. So they both have issues to clean up, no doubt. So when you when you look at this football game and, and you look at it, the way Sam Elliger is playing, he really truly is playing at a high level right now. I think, what, 14 touchdowns and, and, and really, really leading the football team uh, on the offensive side. Well, leading the football team is a, is a very important way to praise it, Tom, because uh, he has performed very well. Now, he did throw one interception uh, against TCU, and some of that had to do with uh, the way the route was run and some things like that. But he put it on himself, and there was much made in Austin this week about Sam uh, talking to his teammates and saying everybody needs to step up, the discipline needs to be better, it hasn't been better. And he put himself there, he said, I made mistakes as well. And I have to own my own mistakes, but everybody has to. We, the University of Texas deserves better. The fans deserve better. We, as a football team, deserve better. So th- those were some strong words that were coming out during the week. But uh, when the bottom line is, you know, when they hit the field tomorrow, a lot of that stuff gets set to the side, and then it's about can you execute against this Oklahoma team? And this game engenders so much emotion. Doesn't matter that the Sooners are one and two and zero oh and two in the Big Twelve, and the Longhorns are two and one and one and one in conference play. Both Lincoln Riley and Tom Herman have said almost identical things this week about this rivalry is what it is, and and there will be an incredible amount of emotion spilled onto the field tomorrow. The question is who can execute better. So one of the questions that I was that I was going to ask you is is does Tom Herman even worry at all about a Take the players taking that TCU game into the Cotton Bowl, and, and it sounds pretty clear like that's not going to be an issue. Well, you know, I asked him uh, a similar question like that on our, our weekly show, and he and I, and where I was trying to go with it was, what kind of vibe did you get coming off of the uh, what Sam was saying to the, his teammates? And he said, well, you know, that was a players' meeting. They did that. Uh, he said, but I saw the fruits of it on the practice field. He said, I saw a ramped-up intensity from them on the practice field. And you usually, Tom, see that anyway. You usually get a, a lot of that anyway when it's Texas OU week. Uh, you do have a lot of that. They, everybody kind of moves a little quicker, steps a little faster, and hits a little harder. You know, our good friend and baseball broadcast partner, Keith Moreland, went to Texas on a football scholarship. He played in that game for two years and said that game uh, just it moves just a little quicker. It, it's just a, the intensity there, but there's everybody seems to be about a half step quicker. Certainly everybody on the winning side does. So it, it carries with it an intensity that you might not see in other regular season games, but that's uh, the beauty of the rivalry of Texas OU. For Texas to be successful, they must do fill-in-the-blank. Uh, get pressure on Spencer Rattler, I think, on the defensive side, force mistakes there, and then on the offensive side, I think they do need to run the football a little bit. Now, Bijan Robinson, the freshman, had been banged up, uh, but I think he's okay and good to go. Uh, Roshan Johnson was banged up. I think he's okay. Uh, Keontae Ingram, I know he's got to be feeling some determination after the fumble at the goal line last week. Uh, you know, the, the team that runs 
the foot wins the rushing battle over the last, I believe it is, 24 meetings, Tom, is 22 and 2. So if you, you win the rushing battle, you got a good chance to win the football game, and I think that's uh, going to be the case tomorrow. At, so, at you're, so you're saying with all of these exotic offenses that, uh, that have come into play over the last 20 years in football, you still have to be able to run the football to, to, to win. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to hit the guy across the line of scrimmage from you in the mouth because that's the intensity of Texas OU always seems to uh, uh, bring that out in both sides. Hey, Craig, uh, we appreciate it so much. Safe travels to the Metroplex, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks. Hey, have a good call tonight for the Panthers. We'll do it. That's uh, Craig Way, the voice of the UIL, the voice of the Texas Longhorns, Texas and uh, Oklahoma. That that game will be heard on our sister station tomorrow, 104.9 Bob FM, with a 10 o'clock pregame and an 11 o'clock or 11.07 kickoff. So keep that in mind. Roger Wallace, Quan uh, Cosby, the former Mark Panther, and Craig Way on the call from uh, from the Cotton Bowl in Fair Park. It is 3.56, Tom and Stephen. In for Matt Mosley this afternoon, and the Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by Central National Bank. We're back with more in a moment. Recently on Game Time. If we can figure out a way to run the football, control the line of scrimmage a little bit, control the, can we keep our stinking defense off the field? There are three incompletions and a punt, and next thing you know, <laughs> here they go again. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. That's in, what in, I'm talking about with the running no, game. In, in theory, I get, I get it, and, 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 and that fits. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. They gave up 24 first downs in the first half. <laughs> 24. You don't get 24 first downs in a game, for crying out loud. They gave up 30 first downs in three quarters. They got 24 first half first downs. If that doesn't make you just sit back and say, could somebody hand me a Marlboro, please? I, I just need a cigarette. <laughs> I, just need, I just need to burn one here real quick before, so I can figure out what I need to say. It, it, it's mind-numbing. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, if, if you're building a metal building or maybe even a barn dominium, that's, you know, one of the hottest things going right now, and you don't know how to get started, well, get in line. I don't either. But I'll, I'll tell you this. If I was and, and I needed some help, I'd tell you what I'm going to do. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up the phone or I'm going to stop by and see the, the Emery's at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Pioneer Steel and Pipe it, it will help you find the best contractor for the project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in all of Central Texas, and they would be more than happy to uh, point you in the right direction and get you started. You see, basically, they're a one-stop shop for all your steel needs. And, of course, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has locations in Waco. And that's 913 South Loop Drive and, and Orchard Lane and also down in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5 and even half a day on Saturday from 8 until noon. Or, <laughs> I promise you, they're open 24-7 if you want to go online and check them out, pioneerboys.com. And, Remember, they deliver and unload, and they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Think about that. 1943, this company has been serving the fine folks of, uh, of Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had, the, uh, has had the same ownership, and it's been family-owned and operated since 1943. That's four generations of the Emory's taking care of folks at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Check them out today online at pioneerboys.com. 
What do you call a spicy, crispy, flavor-packed, perfectly marinated chicken filet that's spicy on the inside? Topped with fresh veggies, tangy pickles, and mayo? Some might call it the sandwich of their dreams. But if you're within range of a Whataburger, you can just call it lunch. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich. Sounds like the perfect way to spice up your next meal. It's everything you could ever want from a sandwich, and it's available now. So get to Whataburger and get your hands on it yourself. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements has what your body needs. Cooper Complete has a special offer just for listeners to the Matt Mosley Show. Buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins or Supplements and get one bottle free. Just use coopercomplete.com, the coupon code ESPN2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins and Supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020 at coopercomplete.com. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Listen. In the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and you know what I'm talking about. Naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNewdville. But we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, Instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy, that's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in Texas, it's not polite to drive around with your bed exposed. Maybe you should check out the excellent selection of bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. And then if they refuse, you can say, well, I hear New Mexico's a nice state. Let's help our new neighbors and let them know that truck nudity is not okay. Let them know about Pickup Outfitters of Waco and send them to our website, CreateACommotion.com. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt Mosley this afternoon on a beautiful Friday afternoon as we get ready for a football Friday with high school football coming up. And then, of course, we'll have uh, uh, college football tomorrow. And then right back here on ESPN Central Texas Sunday afternoon, it's the Cowboys and the New York Giants. That is a 325 kick. We'll have it for you beginning at 2.30 with Babe. Christy, and, of course, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, Brad Sham, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Time for Campus Confidential there, Mr. Simcox. 
Yes, it is, Tom. And uh, so we talked about this in our first segment, but Baylor has decided to temporarily suspend activities, um, football activities for the moment due to an uptick in COVID-19 tests. Mac Rhodes said today, and you'll get to hear from him more in the next segment, but he said on Unnecessary Roughness that they're doing some contact tracing. They're trying to figure this out and um, make sure that they can play next week. But at least for the time being, Tom, Baylor is uh, going to shut down through the weekend and try to get a handle on this latest outbreak. And, and, and again, we talked about it earlier. That it's it's not a bad thing, particularly with you with an open uh, open date. And I, I can assure you that uh, Coach Aranda was going to give the guys and uh, some time off an extended weekend anyway. So if you're going to do that, why not go ahead and, and take care of some of these things and and maybe get ahead of it as you get ready for Oklahoma State next weekend. Well, and one question I had, and, and you can let me know if, if this makes sense to you, but the issue they ran into in the Houston game, as you well know, is that it wasn't so much the positive test. It was uh, after the positive test, you know, they looked at who, uh, who was in close contact. And those close contacts, Tom, they have to be quarantined essentially for two weeks. So if even if you test negative, um, you know, you can't practice, you can't play until you get through this two-week quarantine. And I understand that that's because symptoms can show up to two weeks after you've been exposed. But it's kind of mind-blowing to me that, you know, they can have all these negative tests and those people still can't play. And that's something that the Big 12, they're talking with the Big 12 about, they're talking with local officials about. Because if they could get that adjusted to where if you could test negative maybe the day of the game or the day before the game and you'd still be able to play – then that would take a lot of the uh, the load off um, these coaches in trying to feel the team. That's one of the things that's really standing in the way of getting games in right now. That and, you know, they, they have these these minimums. And, Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong because it's a little confusing. They have these minimums that you have to meet at, 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 at each particular position. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that is a requirement. I think it's more of a recommendation. Am I right in saying that? Yes, you're right. And, and the problem they ran into in that Houston game was it was the offensive line that was the issue. They got under the threshold. You have to have seven offensive linemen available. But as you said, even if you fall below that or if you had less than 53 players, which is the whole roster that you're supposed to have available to play, you can still go ahead and try to play if you want. You can say, you know what, we're going to do this. They just didn't feel like at that particular position, if you have some wide receivers out, you can maybe bring a DB over or make a quarterback a wide receiver for the week. There's some things you can do. But O-line and D-line, it's just it's it's harder because you can't just put anybody up front and expect them to, uh, to play and, and not get your quarterback killed. So uh, – Again, so they'll they'll try to get out ahead of this thing, and then and and certainly try to have everything. And, and they made it perfectly clear their intention is to play next Saturday against Oklahoma State. Yes, they have. So they're they're working hard to try to get that done, and um, they're going to go at it as hard as they can to make sure that they can uh, get a game in next Saturday on homecoming. It's going to be Saturday night at six thirty. So they're working towards that goal right now. Also, uh, going on in the world of college football, Tom, Les Miles, and actually Stretch alerted this to us yesterday, and Stretch is good friends with Les, but Les Miles at Kansas, he tested positive for COVID-19. Kansas is in a similar situation. They're off this weekend, or at least they don't have a game. So he's going to go into isolation. He can still, you know, coach remotely, so he can do Zoom meetings and 
communicate with the guys as best as he can, but he can't be around the team. And he's still planning on trying to coach in their next game, which will be against West Virginia next Saturday. But it's not only the players that are affected by this time, it's the coaches as well. Yeah, and, and you know, again, Stephen, when you, when you look at that, it's – Health has to come first. I mean, and sometimes I, I think we all are guilty of going, man, we're going overboard with some of this stuff. And, But at, at the end of the day, everybody's health is far more important th- than, than an athletic contest. And I know the importance of athletics. I mean, shoot, uh, I, I think it, it playing playing games has certainly helped the uh, the mindset of, of, of our community and of several communities. I think getting out and, and getting active and, and going to games and watching kids participate has been, from a mental health standpoint, it has been a positive across the country. But at the end of the day, you still got to stop and go, okay, what's best from a health standpoint for us? And you know what? If it means that a coach has got to, got to do a zoom meeting he's got to do a zoom meeting so and and i know for some of those like i think kevin sumlin uh he's asymptomatic he he doesn't feel bad at all and but yet he's he's kind of shut down and locked down on this quarantine thing but at the end of the day it's probably the right thing to do it is i mean you have to proceed with caution and i mean as important as the head coach is you don't want to expose the players and get in a situation where you can't play one thing that's been made to this, and I still haven't figured out exactly what the story is here. The day before, Coach Miles did a coach's show, and he said he had a cold. So I guess he did have some symptoms before he tested positive. Um, I don't think he was in person when he said this. I can't imagine he would be, but obviously people are kind of going at the KU football program um, you know, for that. But he didn't test positive until Wednesday. So, I mean, even though he was, I guess, exhibiting some symptoms, he didn't know, and he'll try to move forward and – and get back uh, ready for that game next Saturday when they play West Virginia. But we talked about who's not playing or some of the teams that aren't playing in the Big 12 this week. Let's look at who is, and and we'll start with that game we just got done um, talking with Craig Way about, which is OU and Texas. Obviously a very different Red River rivalry than normal. But, Tom, how are you kind of feeling as we go into that game tomorrow morning, early afternoon, between the, uh, the Horns and the Sooners? Well, I, I realize that Texas is two and one, and Oklahoma is zero and two in league play, but uh, or overall in one and one in league play. But man, can you imagine? And and I know the sky's not falling if it happens, but can you imagine Oklahoma losing three straight football games? It, it, that just it, that's mm-hmm. mind-boggling to I mean, me. But that's yeah. what they're that's what they're staring in the face if they don't beat the Longhorns on Saturday uh, uh, up in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, they're staring three straight losses in the face, and that's just not the norm in Norman, Oklahoma. No, it's not, and they'd be 0-3 in conference play. I know you had Quan Cosby on earlier this week, Tom, and he was talking about how he feels like this is essentially an elimination game. I mean, whoever loses in this contest is basically going to eliminate themselves at least from Big 12 title contention, and both these teams had those aspirations going into the season. It's really bizarre what you're seeing from Oklahoma right now. Obviously, it's a different cast of characters, but you just become so accustomed to plug and play, especially on offense. And I guess it just goes to show you, Tom, eventually, I mean, the, the I don't want to call it luck because I know these teams have worked so hard, but um, eventually you have kind of a, a talent gap, and there is a year or two where you're not at the same standard that you had been. And I think that combined with a very weird offseason has left some teams capitalizing 
on what looks like right now a down year for Oklahoma? Well, look at Oklahoma over the last four, five, six years. I mean, all of the high-quality transfer guys at quarterback that not only competed at a high level but competed for Heisman trophies. And now you're playing a redshirt freshman. Uh, there, you, you want to talk about a little pressure uh, on 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 the young man uh, Spencer Rattler, but stop and think about that. I mean, look at look at who's taken snaps for the Oklahoma Sooners over the last four or five years. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield transfer from Tech. You you have Kyler Murray transfer from A and M. You you got Jalen Hurd transfer from Alabama. Mm-hmm. You've had some guys. You've had some veteran guys that have played at a high level and, and came in and 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 really. Uh, you know, played and led that football team, and now your your offense is is in the hands of a red shirt, a red shirt freshman. And then you look at, at their running back situation. Uh, a couple of quality running backs are, are not in the fold for the Oklahoma Sooners. You got Kennedy Brooks who 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 opted out because of COVID, and then uh, Trey sermon who who transferred to ohio state and he transfers because he thinks kennedy brooks is the guy Mm -hmm. and that he's not going to be the guy so you you don't have much of a running game and you got a redshirt freshman leading your offense well sure you're going to have a fall off and and that's kind of what's happened to oklahoma right now well and i think the the running back point's a good one you know trey sermon and luckily for him he's going to end up getting to play this year it looked like for a little while there tom that he wasn't even going to play football at ohio state which would have been a tough situation for him, but the Kendy Brooks opt out. That was another scenario where you're just like, okay, well, that's a big blow, but it's OU. They'll find a way. And that combined with some offensive line and experience and some of their woes has led to a tough situation for them. And you're right. I mean, it is a really tough standard that we're holding this red shirt freshman to Mayfield and Murray were Heisman trophy winners. Jalen Hurts was kind of flirting with that before he struggled later in the season um, but he's not that guy. He's not someone that's been able to sit and learn the system for a couple years. He's an inexperienced player that's taking his lumps and having to learn on the fly and having to learn in a, a very unique situation, very unique season. So, um, you, and, and they can't rely on the running game. They're mm-hmm. averaging about three and a half yards per per rush. That's that's not going to get it. Well, and they can't uh, they can't rely on their defense either. I mean, that's not something they can really hang their hat on in a time where their offense isn't clicking at 100%. Uh, The two other games in the league this weekend, Texas Tech and Iowa State. Iowa State looking to move to 3-0 in Big 12 play after that loss to Louisiana and their season opener. And I want to ask you about Tech, Tom. I know it's still very early in the Matt Wells era. This is early in year two. He did a a nice job at Utah State. People thought that was a good hire with him coming to Lubbock. It it hasn't really paid off yet. they're doesn't texas tech look like texas tech you know you you think that's what they are now this this it certainly looks that way and and again you're right i mean we're still early in in his in his reign but i mean this list just looks like texas tech let's score a lot and let's give up a lot well and it's i agree with you i mean that's been their identity now for 15 plus years since mike leach took over essentially I just felt like maybe he'd bring some more toughness to that program um, and physicality. And maybe he will. Eventually, yeah. It it just hasn't come up yet. And maybe that's a personnel issue, uh, but it it hasn't worked out to this point. And that's going to be a tough game for them to get right. I don't expect them to get right up in Ames, Iowa this weekend. And the other game in the Big 12 uh, tomorrow afternoon is going to be at 3 o'clock on Fox, and it's Kansas State and TCU. 
Kansas State 2-0 in the league and TCU 1-1 in the league coming off that win over Texas. Um, Skylar Thompson, K-State quarterback, is questionable for this one. But if K-State can win this, obviously, you know, Oklahoma State and Iowa State will have something to say about it. But that'll go a long way, Tom, in putting them in a good position to contend for a, for a chance at, at making the Big 12 title game if they can get to 3-0 tomorrow. I, I want your thoughts on TCU. I mean, tell me what you think of this football team. I mean, I, they 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 lose a game at home, and then they go on the road into into Austin and beat the Longhorns. And, of course, I know they got all the Texas's number, but – they're, they're an interesting team to me, uh, and, and I can't get a read on TCU. Well, I, I think they're still a middle-of-the-pack team in the league. I know there's been some chatter if they win this game. Could you put them up there in that you know Big 12 title conversation? They're, good in re- they're really good in some areas. I think Max Duggan is a good quarterback, Tom, and I feel like he's made some big strides. Um, this is his second year starting. That defense, I feel like Gary Patterson's going to figure it out. They're giving up a lot of big plays right now, but I, I think that's going to be more stable. The reason I'm not putting them um, kind of in that top tier is because this offensive line has really struggled. They're giving up a lot of sacks, and they're not getting to the quarterback with their defensive line either. So if you can't protect your passer or rush the passer, I just feel like it's going to be tough to win big games. But I, I think if, especially if Skylar Thompson's out, this game's at home. I know the home field advantage doesn't matter as much with limited fans in the stands, but this is a good chance for them to get to two and one. I, I still think even with a big win on Saturday, um, that O-line is going to hold them back unless they can shape things up there. But they, I mean, they have an offense that looks very different with Doug Meacham calling plays. That was their Achilles heel last year, and they've been able to score points. It's still been inconsistent, but they've been able to show that they can make explosive plays and move the ball down the field at, at a much better uh, rate than they did last season, at least early in the year. And, and I think Kansas State's a very solid football team in all phases. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know that they're spectacular in any phase, but I think they're very solid in all three phases. Well, they're well coached, and they're not going to beat themselves. And right. that was what they were under Bill Snyder. And I think they made a really good hire with Chris Kleiman. Uh, and they just – you can beat them, but it's it's going to have to be a really good effort by you because they're not going to give you a ton of opportunities to uh, to cash in. And they play, as you said, all three phases. They've, they've blocked a punt in – all three of their games so far this year. So special teams is something they take seriously as well. And, uh, yeah, I think they're a really good football team, Tom. And that's what I have today for Campus Confidential. There you go. So it is uh, 4-17, 17 minutes after 4 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley Show. We're glad you're with us. Uh, we're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, uh, Mac Rhodes, the uh, director of athletics at Baylor University, caught up with uh, our guys on unnecessary roughness and, and talked a little bit about uh, what was going on with the uh, the stoppage of the uh, the football program right now. We're going to uh, we're going to we're going to eavesdrop a little bit and see if we can't catch up with some of that some of that if you happen to miss it uh, earlier today on unnecessary roughness so we've got that coming your way we'll have some cowboy conversation as well and uh, more high school football conversation as we continue the matt mosley show here from panther stadium in hewitt where tonight the midway panthers take on south grand prairie seven o'clock for the pregame seven thirty for the kick right here on espn central texas and the matt mosley show presented by central national bank will continue in a moment there's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild night across central Texas with lows reaching the mid to upper 60s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the northeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Saturday will start off with temperatures in the upper 60s. It will be a warm day with highs in the upper 80s and lower 90s with mostly sunny skies. 
Sunday will be even warmer with highs around 98 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 539 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Central Texas traditions run deep all the way to the vehicles we drive. That's why folks trust Alan Samuels. During Alan Samuels Jeep Adventure Days, get employee pricing for all on new 2020 Gladiator Sport and no payments for 90 days. Plus, the Tougher Than Nails 2020 Jeep Renegade. Zero for 72. No payments for 90 days or up to $6,250 in cash and subprime offers. Trusted. That's Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at fox's treats and eats this 1950 style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread salads soups pies cakes and cookies all made fresh daily enjoy fox's treats and eats malts shakes floats and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchy Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchy Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchy Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchy Group at 1-800-258-8302. All Texans need an approved form of ID to vote. Before going to the polls, visit votetexas.gov to check if you have one of the seven approved photo IDs, like a Texas driver license. The full list can be found at votetexas.gov. You can also find what to do if you do not possess and cannot reasonably obtain one. Visit votetexas.gov or call 1-800-252-VOTE. That's 1-800-252-8683. Sponsored by the Texas Secretary of State. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. After not being able to play their first five games of the season due to COVID cancellations, the Houston Cougars got their first victory of the 2020 season last night, 49-31 over Tulane. Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle talked about the relief and excitement of the players and coaches. Now, they were very, very relieved and excited last night to, to get a game because uh, the way this season is going, you know, up until Thursday afternoon when they saw the pictures of Tulane boarding their flight, they, they weren't they weren't sure just yet. So they they had to kind of wait until the last minute to finally feel that relief that hey, we get to play a game finally. Yankees great Whitey Ford has passed away at the age of 91. Ford has more World Series victories than any other pitcher in MLB history. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
Eagles. I started just let it play. Good song. Good stuff. All right. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. We're glad you're with us. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, we're glad you're along as we roll through this football Friday and look forward to it. Now, Stephen, you're going to be uh, producing the uh, the Temple game. And, and, man, those dudes are they're just they're just playing well right now, aren't they? They are. They're in a really good rhythm, uh, both offense and defense, and their defense has been great, especially in the second half of games. So great start for Scott Stewart's team, and it was a team that we had some questions about just because they lost a lot of production from last year. Didn't know who was going to step up in some of those big spots like quarterback um, in some of those spots on the defense, but they really haven't skipped a beat. And as uh, Curtis Quillen from KCN told us earlier today, tough test again tonight with Arlington Martin, and we'll get to – kind of learn more about that Temple team. It's a fun part of non-district play, Tom, as you get to see these guys sort of in those pressure cooker situations and see how they respond. All right. Well, and again, we'll get back into some high school football a little later on. But earlier today on the Unnecessary Roughness program with uh, with uh, Stephen and, and Ward and, and Q, uh, Mac Rhodes, the director of athletics uh, for Baylor University, was on the program. And, and Stephen, in, in, the, in that conversation, was there anything that kind of – uh, caught you off guard? Maybe you weren't expecting to hear that uh, that Mac had to say, or was it uh, was it kind of what you what you thought it would be? I think that's what I expected for the most part. He gives some good insight on what exactly is going on with the football program, why they decided to uh, halt activities for now, why they're hopeful for a game next Saturday, and uh, thinks they'll be able to play on homecoming. But here's that conversation with Baylor director of Baylor director of athletics, Mac Rhodes. Joining us now on the phone lines to talk some. Baylor Bear Athletics is Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. And, uh, Mac, we appreciate your time this afternoon. I know you're a very, very busy man, so uh, we'll keep this brief. But, like I said, definitely appreciate you joining us on the show. And uh, the announcement came out, the, the email came out yesterday about Baylor Athletics pausing football activities. Uh, it's going to be some evaluation of the recent positive test, the COVID-19 positive test, and uh, completion of close contact tracing. What is the process that, that, all, that all that details, and uh, how much of that has to do with the fact that you're doing everything you guys can as an as a athletic department to make sure that this game on Saturday, next Saturday against Oklahoma State, gets played? Yeah, well, Q1, thank, thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, as uh, – as as announced yesterday, you know we we got some 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 test results back from our from our testing on on Wednesday. Um, obviously, an uptick in in positives, and just felt like you know the prudent thing to do in, in terms of health and safety for everyone involved, our, our student athletes and our staff, was to to put things on on pause here for the next two to three days as as we evaluate you know, and, um, and try to, try to determine, try to figure out, you know, why, why the upticks and, or why the uptick in, in positives and, um, especially coming off a, a, a road trip. And, you know, when we, when we returned from, you know, West, West Virginia, we, we test on Sunday and, uh, and we, we really didn't have, uh, any, any student athletes that were on the West Virginia, uh, trip. Uh, test positive and then now all of a sudden you move to the Wednesday test and and you do and um, so again just trying to trying to go back and uh, just just take each each day at a time right and um, how how it may have happened how it could have happened right particularly when when we've taken what what I would call extraordinary precautions um, to make sure that that we don't um, get into a, a situation where we're 
you know, um, spreading, spreading the, the infection. And, um, and this was a case where, you know, it wasn't one particular position group either. So, um, and again, we're still in that process of a review. Um, you know, I, I've mentioned this before that, um, you know, the big 12 works with one of the, the leading, uh, ep- uh epidemiologists in, in the entire country, uh, Dr. Christopher Hostler, who also works with the N- and NFL and some others. And so, getting on the phone with him today just just to make sure that that we're not missing anything um so um you know was it was it just a you know some bad luck or you know did we did we let our guard down somewhere um and and didn't realize it so that's that's what we're in the in the process of doing and then you know as we think about you know the game next saturday the the, the 17th homecoming against Oklahoma State, you know, as 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 uh, was was stated in the release yesterday, you know, we're we're at a a place right now where we could we could play the game. Um, there's probably um, one position group that you know we don't have a lot of uh, margin of of error for or with, and um, you know we tested again uh, today. And uh, we're going to try to get those results back at, at the end of the day today, and, and then we'll test again, test again Sunday. But uh, certainly hopeful that we'll be in a position to uh, to play uh, a week from tomorrow. Mac, with the, the contact tracing, is it still the, the protocol where the close contacts have the the two week quarantine? And has there been any more discussion about the possibility of those individuals being able to test out of that if they have a certain number of negative tests? Yeah, it's a you know it's a great it's a great question and uh, yes to the to the first part of that question it's it's still 14 days and uh, you know that's that's across um, that's per NCA that's per Big 12 um, you know we're all following that that's per CDC public health officials right so uh, if you're close contact you're out out the 14 if you're if you're positive. Um, your 10 days of, of, of isolation. And then in regards um, to, to whether or not we'll be able to test out of that in the future, that is the, the very question um, that, we're all, that we're all asking. And uh, the, uh, the A5s are, are working together on that, right? Um, we're hopeful to have, to have conversation here in the future, in the very near future with with the CDC, right, to, to see if there's a way um, to to at least reduce the, the number of days, the 14, maybe down to, to seven, and, and then be able to test out of it. But uh, all fluid right now, all in motion. But, um, you know, again, all of us, I think uh, that's the, that's the question and, and, um, and, and what we're, what we're focused on right now. Mac, we all hear about the physical things from this, the the practices being stopped and held off and things like that, but the mental aspect of it from all the athletes across the board for Baylor and all the coaches, how tough is that on them mentally? Well, it's I, I think it's I think it's pro- probably tougher on 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 uh, on all of them and all of us mentally more more mentally and and emotionally. Uh, because you know, I can I can candidly say that you know our, our staff and our, our student athletes have have worked really really hard to, to be compliant, you know, and um, you know when when you talk about taking extraordinary measures, right? When when you test everybody, 
you know, on Friday and, and we remain in that bubble and then we go and we get on the plane and we're all wearing N95 masks and goggles um, and everybody's wearing them the entire time. You know, while on the on the flight, staff and student athletes did a great job. You're not eating on the plane. We, you know, changed that up. So um, there's no reason to, to have to take your mask off while, while on the plane, right? You eat when you get off the plane and then um, – Staff and student athletes again did a great job of of uh, wearing the masks and goggles on the buses, and then you know even in the hotel, um, the meeting rooms and masks, and and so um, you know again we're, I I certainly thought and felt like you know uh, again very very careful, very compliant, and so then this happens right, and, uh, and you have an uptick, and everybody's just. It's just disheartening. It's it's disheartening for everybody. And then, you know, our, our student athletes want to know, hey, are are we going to be able to play on on uh, on Saturday the seventeenth? And uh, and our staff, same thing. You know, well, what, what what does this mean about about Saturday the seventeenth? And so, um, yeah, it's it's disheartening, but um, it's it's part of where we are. And um, I think there's it's just going to be like this for for the remainder of this of this football season, and we'll get through this. We'll learn from it, and um, you know, and uh, there's we won't make any excuses. And you know, like I said, I'm hopeful we'll play on the 17th, and we'll be prepared and ready to go. Talking right now with Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Mac, just got a couple more questions for you. And, you know, one, I wanted to compliment you guys because I feel like you guys as an athletic department in general, ever since all of this has started and you guys have been putting out the COVID-19 numbers, the, the, the positives, the asymptomatic, the symptomatic every week, they've been really, really good. The numbers have been great. And so, I mean, it's, it's – it's nothing you can avoid 100%, but you're doing a really, really good job. We've been pretty impressed the whole time. And I also wanted to kind of go to the Big 12 in general. How smart was it for the Big 12, uh, obviously all the athletic directors, presidents, and everyone, to make sure that they had these buffer weeks? Like this week, Baylor doesn't play. And so uh, what you can do, like you did, shut down the, the football activities for a couple days to go ahead and evaluate. How smart was that now that you look at it and say, yeah, we're going to need these buffer weeks? You know, in in, ret, in retrospect, right? You you know, you you sit and go, you know, hey, just grateful and glad we thought of that and we and we did that. And um, and again, yeah, we were very intentional when we were putting together the the schedule, and and having some collapsible weeks, um, you know, some common dates with with opponents, so that if if something got canceled, right, you can you can make it up, or if if you have uh, an issue like, like we did, you know, that, that you can pause. And so, um, again, just, um, glad we, you know, glad we were, um, we were intentional about it. And, um, you know, I think it will, will serve all of us well as we just kind of navigate our way through, through the, uh, through the season. And so, you know, um, we're, we're going to remain positive and, um, we're going to continue to, to work hard and, and be diligent and, uh, you know, there's still, you know, eight, nine plus weeks left of the season and, and uh, seven more games on, on the schedule. And uh, we anticipate anticipate to, to play every one of them and, and play them at a high level. Final question for you, and I know it's been a very small sample size, but uh, what have you thought about what Coach Aranda's been able to do through two weeks and, and the football team's been able to do through two weeks? Uh, lost a tough one in West Virginia, but West Virginia's a tough place for anyone to play. So just what have been your overall feelings of what you've seen so far? You know, I I, uh, 
I have been um, really, really pleased um, by, you know, a lot of different things. I think the, the closeness of the team, the culture of the team, um, all of those things that, that maybe, you know, fans don't, don't uh, are not able to, to get an inside look. Um, those things have been tremendous, really, really positive. Um, you know, we, we've had some, some challenges, you know, both games, not at, not at full strength. And, you know, again, um, we're not, we're not the only ones in that boat, but, um, I thought to be able to come out and play like we did against, against Kansas and, you know, our offensive line was, was really shorthanded, but, uh, we were able to manage through that. And then, you know, as, as you think about the, the West Virginia game, you know, losing, uh, two, two defense alignment, you know, just hours before we get on the plane, two starters, right. Be able to manage that and play, you know, defense at a, at a really, what I thought was a really good level. Um, and so, you know, again, pleased with that. We, uh, we obviously, um, you know, struggled on, on offense and, and, uh, and I know that, uh, you know, coach Fedora along with coach Aranda and the offensive staff, we've got great staff there and, and, uh, We'll get that. We'll get that corrected. And and um, again, as as our offensive line has uh, gains more familiarity with with playing with one another, and and uh, you know we had some we had some really good plays. We just you know we just were inconsistent. We we need to fix that. And you know I'm confident that uh, that we'll do that. And um, and you know as as we progress through the season, I think you'll see a football team that gets better and better. That's Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes here with us on ESPN Central Texas. Mac, thank you so much for your time. Like I said at the beginning, I know that you're a really, really busy man, so thank you for taking some time out of your busy day to join us. And uh, anytime you you want to come on and hop on the radio, you're always welcome here. Matter of fact, you might not even want to be on anywhere no, uh, anywhere else. You can just <laughs> hang out with us now, Mac. I mean, you, you can be our homeboy. <laughs> well, I, pre- I appreciate both of you. you. You guys have a great rest of the day and a great weekend. That is uh, Mac Rhodes, the director of athletics, on with uh, the uh, the unnecessary roughness program with Hugh and Ward and uh, Stephen Simcox. So that was earlier today, and some uh, really insightful information, Stephen, as it uh, as it pertains to what what they're trying to get done, what the what they are seeking to to uh, to accomplish as they try to do everything within their power to make sure that the game on Saturday, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow against the Cowboys of Oklahoma State is played at 630. You know, that's that's also homecoming, and, and I know that homecoming activities are very, very different uh, on the Baylor campus because of uh, the pandemic, but uh, certainly it's still a very important event when it comes to Baylor University. Homecoming has always been incredibly important. Yeah, you think Max had to put out some fires the last few weeks and months? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Waco, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, it, it, but, yes, good insight there and good to hear from Mac. You know, it, basically, it, there's something to be alarmed about. Like, you can't just brush off these positive tests, but they're trying to uh, do what they've done all season, which is lower the risk and make sure they're available to, to get these games in. All right, uh, 439, 21 away from 5 o'clock. We'll talk some Cowboy football. We'll do that uh, coming up in a few minutes. We'll also hear from uh, uh, Mike Caps. Mike is the uh, radio voice for Round Rock, the Express. Uh, no baseball this summer, but uh, hopefully we'll have baseball coming back in the spring. And he will take a look at uh, and help us break down the Houston Astros as they get ready for the uh, the the matchup with either Tampa Bay or with uh, 
with the uh, New York Yankees. So we'll do that coming up in a few minutes as well. All right here on the Matt Mosley Show from ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with China Spring coach Brian Bell brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Kristen Clements, Camille Johnson Real Estate, and Triple S Sports. Hey, talk a little bit about uh, your, your club. Obviously, a good start uh, Friday night as you open up district play. Oh yes, sir. Uh, excited about the start. We've kind of we started off a five and zero, obviously, but uh, you know, just trying to make it simple for the kids, and we're just trying to go one and zero every week. And uh, last week was an opportunity to to establish a one and zero mindset in the district, uh, and kind of kind of you know that's how your roots kind of reset and starts off zero and zero with a new season and everything. And I was really proud of how our kids came out and played with a lot of effort. And uh, really pleased with the final product uh, they put on the field. Coach, uh, you have a really great rushing attack. Obviously, Emmanuel Abdallah is a fantastic back. But uh, how well is your offensive line just kind of kind of set the tone this year with, with their physicality? Uh, absolutely, we got four seniors on the offensive line, and uh, they're an experienced group. And uh, they're just—it's really cool to to, to watch them dominate uh, on on Friday nights, and they get a chance to. Um, number eight, Emmanuel Abdallah gets all the accolades and he gets the players of the week and everything, but it's uh, those five guys that do a really good job for us every Friday night and uh, we're excited to see how that, how they can continue that. Coach, you're taking on Gatesville this week. Have you seen, I know it's been sort of a struggle for them the past couple of years, but do you see the improvement with, with this team, uh, the Hornets that is, under uh, Luke Howard in year two? Oh, Coach Howard, uh, he, he's been doing an amazing job the past um, two years there. Um, you know, they went 0-10 this past season, but uh, this this season you can see the culture change on the sideline uh, when they get a turnover, the excitement on the sidelines, and uh, they're, they're, the product they're putting out on Friday nights is is, uh, is is a good product. And I know he's proud of how hard their kids are playing right now. And, uh, you know, it's Central Texas, and, and especially in 9 division or 9-4A Division II um, in our district, um, you got to come ready to play every Friday night, and uh, anything could happen every Friday night, so we got to be ready to play. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest supplemented apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. After not being able to play their first five games of the season due to COVID cancellations, the Houston Cougars got their first victory of the 2020 season last night, 49-31 over Tulane. Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle talked about the relief and excitement of the players and coaches. Now, they were very, very relieved and excited last night to, to get a game because uh, the way this season's going, you know, up until Thursday afternoon when they saw the pictures of Tulane boarding their flight, they, they weren't they weren't sure just yet. So they they had to kind of wait until the last minute to finally feel that relief that hey, we get to play a game finally. Yankees great Whitey Ford has passed away at the age of 91. Ford has more World Series victories than any other pitcher in MLB history. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four forty-three, seventeen away from five o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, glad to have you with us from Panther Stadium in Hewitt, where tonight it is the Midway Panthers and South Grand Prairie pregame at seven. We'll kick it at seven thirty, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Well, there's uh, one baseball game on the docket tonight at uh, the uh, New York Yankees in Tampa Bay, and. The uh, winner of that game will get the uh, the Houston Astros in the ALCS, and we're going to talk a little Astros baseball and Major League Baseball, and we welcome in our good friend Mike Caps, the voice of the Round Rock Express. Mike, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Two of the all-time greats of Central Texas sports broadcasting I'm talking to. Wow. How, how about that, huh? How about that? Okay, I'll send you – call me back when we're done with this, and I'll send you the place to send a check. Exactly, <laughs> and I know you well, and you'll cash it in a hurry. You better break it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Cappy, what is – I mean, how strange has this been for you? With, I mean, you didn't work this spring. Well, we had a 15-home game collegiate league uh, deal we went to internet with, but – Gosh, it started way before that. I mean, this particular baseball season to me, Tom, and you and I have known each other for, what, 25, 30 years. Yep. It never seemed out of the gate. It never seemed plausible. I'll tell you why. Uh, Fans were barraged with opt-outs and major league plans that changed. And a lot of those plans, you just had had to change them because you didn't know uh, how outrageous this disease was. But once they were cleared to play, I just don't think that players had a sufficient time to get ready, especially pitchers. As a result, we've seen injuries out the wazoo. We even had kids coming up from high A ball to play at the major league level, and, and that affected the quality of play. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I've told uh, a lot of friends this, and and I consider you and, and Stephen and, and, and your audience friends as well. I just... I have had a tough time putting my head around the season as Major League Baseball calls it. I understand they had to have the money from TV revenue. But with no fans in the stands, the whole thing, to me, it looks staged from the beginning. And um, here they are at the beginning of the discussions anyway, the players and owners. And instead of talking safety, Tom, they're talking, uh, they're talking money, and thirty million people are out of work. I'm going, what in the 
hell is going on here? So to me, it's it's just been it's been a roller coaster, and yet we look up and and Houston Astros are, uh, may get into the World Series with less than a 500 record. You see what I'm saying? It's just been a dichotomy of weird, just as 2020 has been for our country and for our world. Ha- have you followed the the season as closely as you might? Oh no 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 no. I, I just. Um, I'm working on a second book, and I'll tell you about that at another time. And when it comes out, you can have me back, and we'll talk about it. But So I, I've been really busy, uh, and Karen and I have just basically decided we were going to hang out and stay away from this because, as you know, Tom, I, I have uh, uh, an aortic valve that was replaced in 2012. So I'm hanging close and wearing a mask everywhere. I, unlike a lot of people, uh, tend to listen to scientists and uh, – people in medicine more so than I do the politicians, but take that as it is. So when it comes to – I have not followed that. Okay, well, I was going to say when it comes to the season then, and you made a great point, the the Astros are in the ALCS with a uh, 29-31 and regular season record. If it was a regular year, they would not have even qualified for postseason play. No, 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 not, not close. The other side of this is my stepson was a huge Chicago White Sox fan, and I've, I've sort of vicariously lived through the White Sox with him and some of the kids that, that uh, we've watched grow up, he and I, uh, in their system. Tim Anderson's just becoming a marvelous player, and uh, Lucas Giolito is going to be a big-time major league pitcher for us all over. Uh, but I, and I've watched the, the Astros a little bit, and I understand what's going on. I mean, they, you know, Bregman has not had a particularly good season, and Altuve, neither has he. But all of a sudden, Altuve and Carlos Correa have picked it up here over the last two weeks, and they're starting to look like October players. I just don't know, knowing what I know close up about who the Astros are running out to pitch day after day, I just don't know if they have enough pitching firepower to get them by. And that's a great point, particularly with with a uh, a, a format that does with, with, with a neutral site, Mike. There's no off days. There's no need for off days, so they're playing on consecutive days. And you better have that pitching lined up. Well, look, we had Christian Javier at our place in 2019. We had Promise Valdez, who struggled so mightily. They were trying in, in 2019 to figure out whether he was a bullpen guy or a starter. I think he's a bullpen guy. They think he's a starter. Uh, but he's pitched pretty well. And and so you can't take that away from him. Now, the loss of Verlander is just crazy. And who knows at age 37 or 38 or whatever he is, whether he's going to be able to come back fully from Tommy John. Who knows? Um Jose or Kitty was one of my favorite kids that we've ever had come through Round Rock. 95, but he, he throws a big old looping curveball, and he's got a good change. And he sure is, for his size, he is he is an animal, and he'll come after you. Um, I just, these guys are not battle-tested particularly, and Lance McCullers Jr. the same. You know, he's coming off Tommy John surgery and was out for a long, long time of that. Um Look, they've been through a lot. That organization has been through a lot. A lot of it, of course, it's, you know, they're responsible for what they did. I just find it highly ironic. They're playing at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> 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 the Dodgers 
fans are still livid with the Astros. So the you know there's all sorts of little subplots to watch, and I I'm going to be tuned in to the playoffs. Now I, I I'm a guy that that uh, I'm not much of a hockey fan until playoff time. I'm certainly not an NBA fan. Uh, just watch the playoffs occasionally, hockey playoffs and baseball playoffs, and, and of course the run up to the Super Bowl I'll, I'll watch intently. But uh, this is going to be interesting too. And don't forget the Astros were missing Jordan Alvarez, and we had that kid in nineteen for the first 56 games, and we hadn't seen power like that. And another kid I think every fan in Central Texas ought to watch out for, not just not just during the playoffs, but for the rest of his career, uh, is uh, the, the, he, he's an outfielder. And, and of course, when, when uh, Josh Reddick goes away, Kyle Tucker is going to get to step into his spot. Now, here's a kid that was a 30-30 man in the PCL. And I want to give you a little history about that. PCL opened in 1908. The PCL has something like 12 or 15 Hall of Famers uh, who came out of the PCL. Ted Williams is in the Hall of Fame. Joe DiMaggio, Bobby Doerr. None of these guys, up until Kyle Tucker's five guys in Pacific Coast League history, who ever were 30-30 men, and Tucker is one of those. And that, that's 30 home runs and 30 steals now. And, and Kyle Tucker's 23 years old now. <laughs> so what a future he has. And, and on top of it, he's a very quiet kid, but he's a great kid. And, and you just cheer for those that come through. And, and you, you've done enough fill-in work for me, uh, for the Express, Tom, and you know how special some of these kids are and and, and how they, they, they come in different ways styles and sizes and weights and lengths and that sort of thing. But the ones who really succeed are the ones that have hearts as big as the state of Texas. And Tucker's not a Texas guy, but but he's got a heart that big. And, and I just – guys like that that just absolutely lay it out there every day no matter what, I cheer for them. You do too. I know you do. Yeah, and I was, I was going to say one of the things that's kind of fun in what you do and in what I have done at the collegiate level is is watch guys and then see them go have that success. I know uh, my old chest pokes out every time I see Max Muncy come to the plate uh, from the Baylor Bear, and, and and I know you do the same thing with with the with the kids that have come through the Round Rock organization that are having success not only in the Astro organization but across Major League Baseball. And here's a little note for you about that. Uh, our PR guy, Andrew Friedman, dug this up. Now, I, I've been big on when we were with the Rangers, uh, seeing how many players who had come through Round Rock, either as an opponent or for the Express, or playing in that particular World Series. There are 45 ex-Round Rock Express players right now involved in the, world, in, in, the in the chase for the World Series, still in the playoffs. Think wow. about that. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, you used to used to laugh about people say, "Well, uh, it's minor league baseball." Well, you know what? <laughs> you really do get to see the guys that are going to be there someday come through when when they're babies and see them grow up. It's 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 hugely fun. So, Capping, as always, a pleasure. We uh, let us know when the book comes out, and we'll get you back on the program. And as always, it is a uh, pleasure to visit with you. Same here, buddy. Good to talk to you and see both. All right, you take care. That is uh, Mike Caps, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Round Rock Express. 
as uh, we talk a little Astros baseball. Again, the Astros are going to get the uh, – the, uh, who do you think it is, Stephen? Who wins tonight? I think it's the Yankees, Tom. I felt pretty good about the Rays going into last night, but after, the, after New York won that elimination game, they're throwing Garrett Cole tonight. I know he's on short rest, but I just feel like with that lineup and with him on the mound, they're going to get it done. And they always seem to be there in October, don't they? I mean, for what? There's just some organizations, and they're one of them that uh, you can just kind of count on in October. And I and I think, and again, Tampa's got a terrific team. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they are really, really good. But I, I, there's something about the Yankees. I mean, there is, and and I think it'd be kind of poetic for uh, for Houston to take on New York, and then the winner somehow gets to play the Dodgers. What you know? You got some good stuff, and and Mike had a great point. You got a team that's uh, sub five hundred and, and and not not fan favorites by any stretch of the imagination, but they're certainly in a position to get to the World Series. So we'll see what happens. It is a four fifty five. We're five minutes in front of five o'clock. We are five minutes away from pulling the plug and welcoming you to the weekend on a football Friday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. Fresh got under center, second and ten, back to throw. Only heard here. Deep middle, caught. Wilson at the 20, left sideline, 10. All season. Cedric Wilson streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential, commercial, or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. During this difficult time, Camille Johnson Realtors knows the importance of home. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Berg Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Berg Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Berg Colgen Ford. Berg Colgen Ford, trusted since 1936. What do you call a spicy, crispy, flavor-packed, perfectly marinated chicken filet that's spicy on the inside, topped with fresh veggies, tangy pickles, and mayo? Some might call it the sandwich of their dreams. But if you're within range of a Whataburger, you can just call it lunch. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich. Sounds like the perfect way to spice up your next meal. It's everything you could ever want from a sandwich, and it's available now. So get to Whataburger and get your hands on it yourself. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition supplements has what your body needs cooper complete has a special offer just for listeners of the matt mosley show buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code espn 2020 that's three bottles of cooper complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code espn 2020 at coopercomplete.com live longer live better with cooper complete nutritional supplements the Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. It's football season, and the holidays are just around the corner. Since most of us are tailgating and celebrating at home this year, you may consider getting that outdoor grill or even a full outdoor kitchen this year. Come visit StarTex Propane Showrooms, where they carry a full line of outdoor propane grills, kitchens, and even turkey fryers. They can even help with professional installation with trained service techs who follow all COVID guidelines. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Central, and Hoheim Prairie. Their real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out, 401 South Madison in McGregor, or learn more at psrealtors.com. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. And the work week is complete. And we welcome you to the weekend. It's officially the weekend. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt Mosley. And uh, our uh, our program brought to you in part by Central National Bank. We're glad you're with us on this uh, Friday afternoon. Again, we're out at Panther Stadium. Uh, Ward and Q are down at Wildcat Stadium in Temple. We got uh, EP and uh, John McCall. They're over at uh, Rocket Field in Robinson where they're getting ready for Gerald and Robinson, that game over on uh, on Kicker and uh, the uh, Temple broadcast on Fox, and of course right here on ESPN, it is Midway and South Grand Prairie, and of course afterwards uh, we all come right back here to ESPN Central Texas for the Friday night high school football scoreboard show. So that's what's going on high school football wise, and and uh, then on Sunday, Stephen, uh, 
a very important game. I I don't think there's any doubt about it. This we we mentioned Cleveland as a must win, but I mean if you don't beat the New York Giants and if you fall to one and four, holy! I mean there's no way you can do that. You've got to go win that football game, don't you? Yeah, you do. I, I mean this is this is the stretch really, Tom, where they have to make some hay. After this, they have a tough Monday night game against Arizona, but they also get Washington over the next few weeks. And these division games, I mean, if they're going to find a way, even in a, a year that looks like they could be 7-9, and 6-10, and ten, if you win those division games, you give yourself a chance, at least the way the NFC East is shaping out right now. But today we got just more news on the Cowboys front that's unfortunate. And Mike McCarthy said that Tyron Smith is going to be out for the year. So now, Tom, they've lost both of their tackles. Lyle Collins is out for the season as well. You know, they got Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele as their backups. But this offensive line group that we thought was going to be a strength, Tom, has has really turned into a, a liability over the first couple weeks of the season. And, you know, that is wild because for so long, for so many years, I mean, you go way back to the to uh, to the to the the Super Bowl run under Jimmy Johnson, and, and then of, of late over the last several years, the one thing that they, that you could always count on was that they were going to be as good as anybody in the league up front on the offensive side of the football, and now it is a big time liability. It is. I mean, it, there's no way around it. They don't have much experience there. They're going to have to shuffle this thing around and make some moves. Uh, Jerry Jones was on KRLD FM this morning, and he confirmed um, that Tyron Smith will be lost uh, for the season. Well, let me just say this. Tyron has uh, 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 done any and everything that he could possibly do uh, with his uh, uh, condition. Uh, to uh, play, and uh, as witnessed by the fact, I think he had 88 snaps last week, and uh, so he's doing uh, everything he can do. Uh, the facts are that uh, he's a 10-year veteran, and uh, this uh, surgery at this time, not after the season, but at this particular time, is uh, important for the uh, rest of his career, and uh, uh, that's paramount. Uh, the fact that he's uh, obviously playing uh, because it's a it's nerve type uh, situation sensitivity uh, that is involved here that uh, uh, gets involved and creates a, a stinger type if you remember the term of of nerve up in your neck and shoulder area and that's the area we're talking about. But the bottom line is uh, uh, we. Uh, uh, but all agree that he should go ahead and have the surgery, which uh, will put him out for the rest of the year. Uh, I have uh, said over the last uh, two or three weeks that my my biggest concern that uh, I have as a position group with all of the things that we c- can critique and look to improve upon with our team, and we certainly have many of them that we can, of all of the concerns is the offensive line. It's always the challenge. Uh, relative to continuity when you start shuffling it around or losing key players within the offensive line. Uh, Position flex, the ability to move a player and have the ability to move around. Some of them like Martin or Larry Allen or people like that, they go anywhere you want to put them and uh, do an all-pro job. 
but you can't have all of those. And so bottom line is uh, uh, we have a lot of options. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are truly going to have to step up. So, Tom, let's let's look at this short term and long term. So obviously short term, you have the issue of how are you going to field, you know, five guys out there to make sure you can still move the football. Now, Jerry did say today that Connor McGovern, who was uh, a draft pick out of Penn State a couple of years ago, he missed his rookie year because of a torn pec, and then he hasn't played this year, um, even with all the injuries they've had along the line. But he can play either center or guard, and he's available. So I don't know if he's going to start this week, but he'll be available kind of for some depth at that either guard or, or center position. Um, you could also kick Zach Martin out to tackle and, and maybe um, shuffle some things around that way. But Terrence Steele especially has, has struggled on the outside when he's had to block these edge rushers, and he really struggled with Miles Garrett last week. Of course, a, a lot of people do. Miles Garrett's a really big pass rusher. But then long-term, you also have the issue of, I, I think if you were looking at next year's draft, everything would say, you know, people say you don't have to draft position. I get it. But sometimes you just have position and the needs that are so big. And the entire defense right now is a position of need. I don't think there's a spot on that defense other than maybe, you know, corner with digs because he's still so young that couldn't be replaceable at this point. And I feel like tackle has to, you know, offensive line tackle has to climb up the board now because in this league, and especially if they're going to be a team that's going to throw the ball a lot, like they've shown over the first few games, you have to keep your quarterback upright. And now you have a 10-year veteran in Tyron Smith. I know he's going to undergo surgery and come back next year. But, Tom, a 10-year vet undergoing neck surgery, that sounds uh, really ominous. Well, his, what it sounds like is uh, let's hope it's successful and then he retires. I mean, I mean, when you get right down to it. But, Stephen, and what people don't realize is that it's not just five guys that uh, that – that you can just plug and play. It, that's not how it works. There is a continuity issue with your offensive line. You've got to have a continuity among those five guys, those two tackles, two guards, and a center. They got to work as one. And, and if you don't know who, if you don't know the name of the guy standing next to you, how the heck are you going to become a cohesive unit? Right. And you also have the issue of, I mean, you talk about the cohesiveness. You have a, a center now in, in Tyler Biotis from Wisconsin. So you're, you're, you're naming guys that half of us don't even know what they're, who they are. Well, and he's a rookie, and now he's calling. I mean, he's got to identify blitzes. He's got to identify yep. who, the, who the Mike linebacker is. He's got to know what alignment the defense is in. Dak can help with some of that, but that's the center's job. And with Travis Frederick, they had that locked down. Even with Joe Looney coming in there, they had a, a good reserve who could pick up that slack. But, no, they're, they're decimated. And as you said, you have, to, you have to work as one unit. If one guy misses his block or blows an assignment – it blows the whole play up, and that's that's an area of the team that for a long time they have been able to you know have some stability at. At least they don't have to worry about that. It's helped their run game. It's helped their pass game. So Jerry went on uh, to say just exactly how are they going to try to adjust with uh, with Tyron Smith and other guys out. Well, you can say anything's on the table. Uh, that that uh, uh, has the best combination out there. Uh, Complement. Uh, in the offensive line, players complement each other. Uh, there is uh, coordination within uh, the, the line, obviously, between players that play beside each other. Uh, how you make the calls, uh, how you adjust for uh, efficiencies and inefficiencies. And so uh, it's a team within a team, and it's, 
when it's working, it's magical. Uh, it's uh, uh, obviously uh, has uh, 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 an offensive lineman has to be uh, 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 able to uh, make the block. Get man, we call it, get man. Uh, he has to be able to uh, block him or direct him to a degree uh, with the help of another lineman sometime or not. And then obviously uh, there's the protection aspect of it. And uh, both of those start off looking the same if you're doing your job as best you can. But then the acti uh, activity, the uh, things that are required to uh, effectively pass protect as opposed to run block sometimes can be dramatically different as far as what you're asking the player to do. Uh, that's what makes them, uh, uh, figuratively speaking, that's why they get the money they get. It's a big job. So uh, a pretty big word salad there from Jerry. <laughs> but essentially everything and anything is on the table. They're going to look at some guys outside the organization. But again, I mean, anybody you're signing right now, Tom, they don't have a job for a reason, and they have to pick up um, this offense and try to get intertwined with this unit pretty quickly. And, and I was just curious, nobody on the additional, I used to call it the taxi squad, that's what they used to call it, the taxi squad, but the additional player uh, pool that, the, that each team has, I mean, it, it's interesting that it's almost like they're running out at, at, at certain positions. No, that is an interesting point, and I don't know exactly who all they have O-line-wise on the practice squad. You always keep a couple of those guys around. One name that's been kicked around is Ronald Leary. He's a free agent because he was with the Cowboys before, but he is uh, at least right now saying he's going to retire and he's not interested in coming back. But um, that, that might be an option too, Tom. You just bring somebody up from that taxi squad, that practice squad, and see if they could at least give you – some depth if barring you have another injury which this uh this team can't really afford right now but you ha you made a great point if they're out of a job in the fourth or fifth week of the nfl season they're out of a job for a reason uh and, and so what other than being other than you're totally out at a position and you just gotta have a warm body i mean are they really going to come in and give you what you need it doesn't seem likely. I mean, we, we've talked about it. The offensive line is a premium spot, and it's hard. They, they're not easy to come by. So if there's a guy out there that's available, he's usually already on a roster. Um, so, no, I, I can't imagine they'd just sign somebody and he'd make an impact right away. Uh, one more clip from, from Jerry Jones here. He was asked about, so they're off to this bad start. They're one and three. They've had all these injuries. They had high expectations as a team coming into this year. Does the slow start and everything they're going through right now, uh, does that change the expectations for Mike McCarthy and his squad in year one? Well, you don't need to be warned. You know that when you have a coaching change and uh, you do change uh, some philosophy, you, uh, uh, you can change some scheme, uh, you can even change technique. And uh, that all started, each one of those areas started with the word change. Anytime you change and you don't have repetition to practice it uh, as a team and as an individual, I emphasize the word repetition. And so if you're going to make change and if you're going to do it in a climate where the repetition is limited to get ready to play a game, then that's quite a challenge. It's not an excuse. That's a challenge. 
And so we've basically made changes there for the better. Uh, I think we'll see uh, uh, much better execution of those changes. Uh, but we've made changes. They present challenges both mental and physical. Uh, but make no mistake about it, you don't play pro football unless you factor in injury. You know you're going to have them. You just don't know where and what area you're going to have them in. Uh, that's what makes this such a challenging uh, a game. That's why it's so great when you win is because uh, you've gone through a lot of challenges. If you could simply put that depth chart together and go out and allocate the money for each one of those players and then line them up and then they play like you expected to some degree uh, performance-wise, but more importantly, availability. They were available to you, with injury being the chief reason for not being available. If you could draw it up like that, then this would be uh, uh, not a piece of cake, but it sure would be a different game. That's not our game. Our game is attrition. Uh, as Barry Switzer used to say, he's the wagon master. He's head of the wagon train. He's talking to those wagons back east. He's going to California. He said, we're going to burn some of these wagons for firewood. We'll lose a lot of you here that are listening to me. People will be born on the way. We'll float the Mississippi River with some of these wagons. I'm going to be there in California. I hope you're there with me. That's and, kind and of a team. And we got to get to California. Love some good wagon and Oregon Trail talk from uh, from my team's owner. That's some good stuff. You gonna have people born? <laughs> he had some good stuff right there, now didn't he? He did. Yeah, that was I mean, a, he wrote a book. I mean, there's a western in there someplace. He'll he'll, he'll spin a phrase with the best of them. Um, I mean, like it or not, the expectations have changed. This team, it's still early. They can turn this thing around, but they do not look like a Super Bowl contender. They don't look like a team that's going to be fighting for a conference title game. They look like a group that, once again, is going to be, um, you know, maybe in the hunt for a division title because they're in a, a weak division. And I think part of it is the injuries. But listen, Tom, we see this all across the league. We see people get injured. NFL teams deal with these things. And they they don't appear to have the same struggles that the Cowboys do with their depth and adjusting and trying to move forward. I think that's one of the big kind of glaring issues that this team has had for a while now is it seems like they're always being held together by a, by a string or hanging by a thread. And when something goes wrong, it just immediately um, goes down the toilet. Anything less than a divisional title, wouldn't that be just an absolute letdown at this point? I mean, you are in a division that is horrendous. One, two, and one is in first place. I mean, if, if they can't win the division, even with the talent that they have, and I know that they got injuries, and but it, wouldn't that just be an absolute wash if if they don't win the division? Yeah, it'd be, I mean that's the standard there. You know, even though this team has not shown it by their play on the field, they're still expected to be a playoff team. They're still expected to be a contender despite their struggles and their inability to get it done. So yeah, it would be a, a massive disappointment again. I mean, you brought in a new coach. You still have a fairly talented roster. Um, you made some big signings in the offseason that haven't really panned out. This is what it is for the Cowboys. They're supposed to uh, to move forward. Jason Garrett was gone. That was supposed to solve everything. It has definitely not solved everything. Uh, no, and, and you, you're also already hearing, boy, well, Jason Garrett could go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, and, boy, doesn't that look good right now? So, I mean, you're four games into the Mike McCarthy regime, 
And, and you're already hearing about, well, good old Jason Garrett. Well, but weren't they the same people that was calling for his, his head? It's amazing to me how, how, how people can turn it and spin it in, 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 in a hurry. It can. And, yeah, I mean, they're – Listen, they're longing for the days of, of mediocrity again, I guess, because it's better than what they have right now, which is uh, a team that's below that. We'll take a break. We'll come back, talk some high school football. Matt Mosley show, Stephen Simcox, Tom Barfield with you on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild night across central Texas with lows reaching the mid to upper 60s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the northeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Saturday will start off with temperatures in the upper 60s. It will be a warm day with highs in the upper 80s and lower 90s with mostly sunny skies. Sunday will be even warmer with highs around 98 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Let's take a minute here and let's talk about our good friends at uh, Central National Bank. You know, you, you can bank different and when, when you bank with Central National Bank. You say, well, what do you mean you can bank different? Well, at, at Central National Bank, they believe in people over the process. Central National Bank believes in listening, not telling. Central National Bank believes in helping their customers help themselves. Stop and think about that for just a minute, and and that really equals customer service, and, and that's what they're all about at Central National Bank. You can check out Central National Bank at 8320 West Highway 84 and 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco, also at 938 Canyon Creek Drive in Temple, and down in Austin on, on 6th Street at 835 West 6th Street. You know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't dial a 1-800 number if you were trying to get to your family doctor or an 800 number you're trying to get to your personal accountant or you know, the mechanic, your neighborhood mechanic, if it begins with 1-800, that's probably not your guy. So why would you why would you call a bank that began with a 1-800 number? It, it, you wouldn't, because if you did, then your bank doesn't know you, and you don't know your bank, and, and, and that's not what you want. That's, what not, that's not what you need. You need the difference, and you need to experience the difference of Central National Bank. Central National Bank, with uh, several Central Texas convenient locations, and they're always available for you at cnbwaco.com. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland Greenland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Dodge is number one in initial quality, according to J.D. Power. Get great Dodge deals and no payments for 90 days at Allen Samuels. Load up your family and all of your gear in a new 2020 Dodge Journey crossover. Now with up to $4,750 in cash and subprime offers. Dodge Charger SXT is the perfect sports sedan. Get up to $5,170 in cash at subprime offers. Choose special financing from Chrysler Capital. Your friend in the car business, Allen Samuels. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox. If you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify, NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me around again to Friday. We are at Panther Stadium in Hewitt, where tonight it's the Midway Panthers and the Warriors of South Grand Prairie. We are brought to you in part by Central National Bank here on the Matt Mosley program. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, and we're glad you're with us on this uh, Friday afternoon. And, and uh, Stephen, uh, it, it, it has been uh, – this is a this is a, just a great time of the year. We're talking college football, high school football, NFL football. We're talking Major League Baseball. In, in, in this year of COVID-19, we're even talking NBA Finals with the uh, the uh, fifth game of that best of seven coming up tonight uh, between uh, – Miami and the L.A. Lakers, and Lakers looking to put that thing away. So there's a lot of stuff that's out there. And then sometimes, you know, you, you got uh, major tennis tournaments and, and, and golf tournaments being kind of clustered together, and all that kind of gets lost sometimes. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. But it's still bizarre to me to watch these games and see these games, and in some cases nobody, and uh, in other cases just a few people in the game at, at the game. Just crazy. It is. It's still unusual. It's still kind of a, a weird, you know, surreal experience. Tom, is the kickball game still going on at Midway, or have they oh, cleared no, out? No, okay. no they, 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 I think they played to a draw, you know, maybe like <laughs> 10 to 10 or something like that. But uh, with school having, having been dismissed, the kickball game has concluded. But, you know, we joke around, but it's a field turf surface here, as as you know. And that allows you to do so many different things. Uh, you can have a kickball game. Uh on, on your on your football field two hours before you play a football game you couldn't do that when it was uh if it would have been wet and you couldn't have done it if uh if it was a grass field you just because you you, you didn't want to mess it up but you know that's the beauty of having a field turf surface that uh, it's a multi-purpose surface and and we, we were kidding around about the kickball game but it really is neat to see that the uh the, the kiddos come out and have some fun it is cool that they can use it in a lot of different ways and as we Near kickoff from Midway in South Grand Prairie. You got pregame show coming up at 7 o'clock. Tom, kind of what do you expect as Midway tries to bounce back tonight after that loss to uh, to Austin Westlake? 
Well, I, I, first of all, I think that I think the Panthers will play much better, particularly on the offensive line. I, I don't think there's any question about that. But I also think that South Grand Prairie's got uh, they've they've got a video machine. They know what uh, what Westlake did. Westlake, I, I call. I, I mean, I don't know how you how you would describe it. It was almost like a double blitz. They would walk a linebacker. Uh, outside the formation up to the line of scrimmage, and they would also walk a DB up to the line of scrimmage. And so they were blit- They were bringing a dub- the two blitzers, but they had seven guys rushing, five on one side of the formation, and, and, and they just had numbers over there. And they, they at times just kind of overwhelmed the, the Panthers. And I suspect <laughs> if, I'm South, if I'm South Grand Prairie, I'm going, hmm, that's interesting. I think I'll try that as well. So I, I think you'll see that. But I also know that the Midway Panthers, uh, there's going to be a significant amount of improvement. I don't think there's any question about it, uh, and particularly up front on the offensive side of the football. And, you know, Stephen, one of the things that we also talked about was uh, the fact that uh, – the, the uh, Panthers uh, had a couple of new linebackers on the defensive side of the football, and they had uh, Matthias and uh, Odadeji, uh, two brand-new corners starting on, on Friday night. So they've got one football game under their belt. And, and uh, talking with, with uh, Jeff Hume this week, he, he was telling us that he thought as the game unfolded that they got more comfortable more relaxed and, and, and really played better as the game went along. So uh, I think you'll continue to see that improvement from the Panthers uh, tonight. And again, uh, South Grand Prairie is an outstanding football team, but they're not Westlake. I can assure you that. No, they're not. And I mean, you can replicate things, but you can't. You can't fully do what Westlake did unless you have the athletes they have, and that's good to see. I, I mean, there are some things when you talk about inexperienced players, Tom, and. Um, just getting their first starts you can practice all you want but there's just some things you have to learn in the game and getting more comfortable with the speed of of varsity football against a really good team that's only something that's going to come with experience that's not something that you can replicate as much as you might try um, in practice throughout the week and also you know i'm going to be curious to see how how temple continues to uh to progress with with their football team down at uh, Wildcat Stadium. I know that uh, Q and, and Ward are going to be making their way down there. And, and, and I think everybody, Stephen, around Central Texas knew that the Wildcats had a chance to be a pretty good football team. But they're starting to get that, that recognition across the state. I mean, you, you go into AT&T and you win on, on television against Longview, and then you go on the road and, and – and, you know, and you can call it a neutral site game all you want to, but the fact is that was a road game for them. It was a road game for Longview as well. But I mean, when you when you get on a bus, it's a road game. So they've gone on the road a couple of times now, and now they're going to get a chance to to go through the routine of, of in, in play at home against a very good Arlington Martin team. So we'll see how that goes for them and and uh, and their progress as well. But I really, the, I mean, there's a lot of buzz around Temple, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, they're not sneaking up on anybody. I mean, that Longview win was just such a huge statement. And, uh, you know, they, they played similarly against Magnolia West. Not the same margin of victory, but, again, sort of put the clamps on them in the second half. So we'll see another good test with Arlington Martin, a team that's very good defensively. So can you be physical? Can you sort of impose your will in the run game like they have the first few weeks of the season uh, against a team that's big up front and wants to get downhill and and make plays and we'll, we'll get a better idea of that tonight uh tom looking at the small school ranks we're getting district games in now and uh in 4a division two 
um, District 9. We have some big matchups this evening, and one of those is going to be on our airwaves, Robinson and Gerald. And this is, I mean, this is going to go a long way in seeing who gets in that um, fourth place and who gets that final playoff spot, Tom. Yeah, and, and that's what we were talking about it earlier. The, I, I, I think it's pretty evident that Conley and China Spring and, and Salado have kind of have certainly separated themselves. Now, they're kind of in their own little league playing for first, second, and third place, and, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, then, then everybody else is kind of battling for that fourth spot, and, and there's no question uh, from in my mind that Robinson will have to beat Gerald tonight, and then they'll have to beat Gatesville uh, to get you know to get to two wins in district. And if you get to two wins in district, there's a high probability you're going to garner that fourth place spot uh, in in the uh, in the race, and that would get you into uh, in, into into postseason in all likelihood. So yeah, I mean, does does tonight get you in? No, mm-hmm. but a loss can certainly uh, you know you're not mathematically eliminated, but man, you certainly are on the outside looking in if you don't win tonight. And, and, and you're playing a Gerald team that's really had a hard time making the transition from 3A to 4A. So to me, this is a, a game that Coach Rubel and, and Robinson have got to go win. Well, and, and you mentioned some of the movers and shakers in that district. Uh, you know, you have China Spring, Conley, and Salado, and we get to see some of those matchups start up tonight with two really explosive teams in Conley and Salado, two teams that want to run the football. They do it in different ways. They do it in different formations, Tom, but they're physical. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a, a heck of a game tonight between uh, Alan Hare and, and Shane Anderson squads. Yeah, I, I think Conley can throw the football. I don't mm-hmm. think that they want to throw the football. Right. I, I don't. I just don't think that's uh, in the DNA of uh, of Shane Anderson. I think he wants to run the football, and then I think he wants to play physical defense, and I think he just wants to – you know, for lack of a better term, I think he wants his football team to impose their will on you, and and we'll see. And then, of course, Alan Hare is going to be in that slot T, and half the time you don't even know where the heck the football is, so you're you're trying to find the football, and it, it, you must, you must, when you play defense against the slot T, you must play assignment football, or you're going to look around and they're going out the back door for six points. And another district I want to take a look at some of the matchups that are going to go down tonight, Tom. Um, in, in 3A, you have Troy and McGregor squaring off, and then you also have Academy and Cameron Yo. And how do you feel like Yo, such a storied program, kind of bounces back after that tough loss to Rockdale, and, and they're playing a, a red hot Academy team that started the year five and one? You know, this was one of the games that I on Monday I went, hmm, this is an interesting football game. Again, uh, you got Chris Lancaster, who was the offensive coordinator. Uh, at Troy for several years uh, with Ronnie Porter. He's now taken over the uh, the Academy Bumblebee program, and boy, they're off to a terrific start, six and one, and and, and winning football games. And he's he's built, he's changed the culture there in a hurry, I might add. Uh, now, as far as Cameron is concerned, what a story franchise! What a I, I said franchise, a program, but. I don't know. I mean, first of all, they don't never they they don't get beat like they got beat last Friday night against Rockdale. That that just doesn't happen. And so, does, how surely surely they'll bounce back. Now, if I don't know who wins the football game, I mean, I have no clue. Uh, but I gotta believe that Cameron's going to play a lot better than what they did a, a week ago against Rockdale. I would imagine so, Tom. That's going to be a knockdown drag out. And, you know, saying that District McGregor, they get a big win over Rockdale, and, and we won a district play, and then they had a chance to, to really, um, you know, put themselves in a great position with a win over Academy and just couldn't close that one out. 
they get the task that everyone else has tried to and has really failed um, to figure out. And Mike Shields talked about this this week, Tom, but trying to slow down Zakharbacic and that, and that Troy rushing attack. Yeah, you, you said it best. You don't stop him. You just kind of hope to slow him down a little bit. And, and, and you know, you got to play against him. It's kind of like that slot T. You know he's getting the football. Uh, but where is he going? Is he going up the middle? Is he going to try the? Is he going to run the stretch? I mean, are they going to run a toss? He's getting the football, and, and and you're not going to stop him. But I tell you what, you have to do, Stephen, is you have to attack him at, at at the point of attack along the line of scrimmage. If he gets to the next level, if he gets to the linebacker level, you're in trouble. I mean, it's that simple. He is that good a football player, and he is that physical of a football player that if he gets to the next level. Uh, you're in big-time trouble, and it's going to make for a very long night. The game's on airwaves tonight. If you stay tuned to ESPN Central Texas, you can hear Midway and South Grand Prairie broadcast at 7, kickoff at 7.30. Temple will be on Fox Sports Central Texas. That broadcast starts at 6.30. We'll kick off at 7 as they host Arlington Martin. And Robinson and Gerald will be on 1590 AM. You can tune into that uh, broadcast starting at 7 o'clock. And 99.3 FM, you can also catch the Rockets on that frequency as well. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll close it out. Hey, Tom, have a great call tonight. Appreciate you uh, jumping on with me today. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. And, again, the uh, broadcast at 7 o'clock. We'll talk to you then. We'll take uh, one more break, close it out on the Matt Mosley Show, close out the week, get ready for some high school football. Get ready for some high school football. This is ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Crawford head coach Greg Jacobs is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Crawford Athletic Booster Club, MP Electric, Security Bank of Crawford, TFNB, your bank for life, and Star Tech Propane. It's no secret that y'all's offensive identity is a strong rushing attack, but you had to be pleased with 368 yards on the ground, didn't you? Oh, yes, most definitely. I think uh, we finally began to uh, gel a little bit on the offensive, especially in the run game. So I was very pleased with our offensive uh, output this past week. You opened up the second half with a t- 21 unanswered points in eight minutes. How important is that to start out fast coming out of halftime? Uh, well, we wanted to uh, gain as much uh, control uh early in the second half as we could. We took the opening possession and, and tried to utilize that, uh, that time spent with the ball and uh, try to uh, gain control of the situation, and, and we were effective in doing that. Up next, you got Hamilton, who's averaging 46 points per game. How do you plan on slowing the Bulldogs' offensive attack down? Well, it'll be a, a big challenge. Uh, we'll definitely have to, uh, have to be able to uh, somehow contain the quarterback who's very, very talented and uh, slow down their run game, and then uh, hopefully we can uh, be effective in doing so. ESPN Central Texas. It's football season, and the holidays are just around the corner. Since most of us are tailgating and celebrating at home this year, you may consider getting that outdoor grill or even a full outdoor kitchen this year. Come visit StarTex Propane Showrooms where they carry a full line of outdoor propane grills, kitchens, and even turkey fryers. They can even help with professional installation with trained service techs who follow all COVID guidelines. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. 
They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. All Texans need an approved form of ID to vote. Before going to the polls, visit VoteTexas.gov to check if you have one of the seven approved photo IDs, like a Texas driver license. The full list can be found at VoteTexas.gov. You can also find what to do if you do not possess and cannot reasonably obtain one. Visit VoteTexas.gov or call 1-800-252-VOTE. That's 1-800-252-8683. Sponsored by the Texas Secretary of State. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. After not being able to play their first five games of the season due to COVID cancellations, the Houston Cougars got their first victory of the 2020 season last night, 49-31 over Tulane. Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle talked about the relief and excitement of the players and coaches. Now, they were very, very relieved and excited last night to, to get a game because uh, the way this season's going, you know, up until Thursday afternoon when they saw the pictures of Tulane boarding their flight, they, they weren't they weren't sure just yet. So they they had to kind of wait until the last minute to finally feel that relief that hey, we get to play a game finally. Yankees great Whitey Ford has passed away at the age of 91. Ford has more World Series victories than any other pitcher in MLB Sports history. Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Steven Simcox here with you. Tom Barfield is alongside me for the majority of the show today. And keep Matt Mosley in your prayers, please. He's still recovering from a cycling accident. And 
we hope to get Matt back on the air soon, but he's recovering, trying to get healthy, and obviously that takes priority right now. But looking forward to getting Matt back on the air as soon as he uh, can possibly do it. Um, we talked earlier today to Curtis Quinn from KCN-TV about some high school football matchups, and here's that interview on ESPN Central Texas. Out of curiosity, we were talking about this earlier, and in, in, in some ways it's always exciting. Football Friday is so exciting. But you also feel for the Waco Highs, the universities, the Marts, the Breedmonts, and those guys in the La Vegas next week. It's, 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 it really is a tough time for those guys because, as, as we mentioned, they put in the work and their bands have put in the work and the drill teams, and unfortunately they just don't get to participate this week. Yeah, it's one of those you practice all week and then Thursday afternoon or later in the week you see it just taken from you. and. You have to really, you have to especially feel for, like you mentioned, the La Vegas, the Marts, and the Colleen's, where it wasn't anything you did, where you did everything that you were told to do, but but the other school had an outbreak, and then you lose a game that way. Um, it's it's one of the things about this football season that's really just, quite frankly, no fun. So what do we got? Uh, we got several interesting football games, and I know that you're going to be. Uh, you're going to be at Itasca and Bosqueville and also uh, over at, at Riker. And uh, in your game of the week is, I think, a doozy, uh, Salado and, and Conley. I love this game of the week. This was a pretty easy one, pretty easy week to find a game of the week for us. Um, this is a really interesting game because I think the district title in District 94A Division Two is a three-horse race right now. I think mm-hmm. it's Salado, China Spring, and Connolly. And I think that tonight we're going to see is there is someone going to start separating themselves from that crowd, um, you know, whether they do or not, who knows? I mean, Salado has the potential to do that. And, of course, we all know Alan Hare is kind of a slot T O G, and he's, he's going to run the slot T, and he's going to force you to defend the slot T, and it's going to be the only time you see the slot T during the season. But at the same time, Connolly has some of the most – some of the best pound-for-pound athletes in Central Texas. Um, this is going to be a really, really fascinating game. Then you look at Bosqueville, and I think it's more of how polished will Bosqueville look coming out of this game with two weeks before that game that everybody's got circled in District 7, 2A Division One, and that's the Bosqueville-Crawford game. And so how does Bosqueville come out of this game? Are they healthy? Do they look good? Can they defend? I mean, the computer projections of Dave Campbell's have Bosqueville as a 48-point favorite, and so I think this is more. I think we're. I think this is a game scored more on style points than anything. Then you go to Riker, and you know Riker beat the only other Division Four team in its district because this year Taps had to combine Division Three and Division Four because so many schools dropped from 11-man to six-man football, and so they had to combine the classifications and they'll separate them at playoffs. Well, there's only two. Division four schools in Rikers district, of which Riker is one. They will not play another Division four team until the playoffs come around. So at this point, it's a lot of it has to do for Tyler Holcomb's squad with kind of the same thing with Bosqueville, style points. Uh, how does the defense look? How is the offense gelling? Just kind of trying to find a way that works for you and at the same time makes you guys dangerous, makes this team dangerous when, when the bracket gets unveiled next month.
I want to go back to the uh, to to the 4A district you were talking about, uh, the game of the week, Salado and Conley. And, and as you mentioned, uh, you factor China Spring in there. And those those are the – it looks like the, the three favorites to, to garner a playoff spot, which leaves that fourth position pretty wide open. And, and, and Curtis, that makes tonight's Robinson football game with Gerald very, very important for the Robinson Rockets. Yeah, and like you mentioned, that's probably for a playoff spot. This district is just – bonkers when you look at how deep it is and keep in mind this district lost a very very good ball club in Mejia and another one in Madisonville from last year who got sent to other districts but you know Robinson and Gerald could be for a playoff spot Robinson and Gatesville could be for a playoff spot um I I think the winner of tonight's Robinson Gerald game will compete with Gatesville for that fourth playoff spot and I know that when we talked with Luke Howard and his squad before the season, he had expectations to be in the conversation and be on that fourth playoff spot come uh, come November. There's a little bit of a ways to get there, and there is kind of like that stratified line between the top tier, between the, the top half and the bottom half of that 16 district. But um, that Robinson-Gerald game is, like you mentioned, as about as crucial as – any game in this district is because the winner will likely con- continue to be in the conversation for that number four seed. Curtis, uh, some other big games in our area, and one I wanted to focus on. You know, Cameron Yo is coming off that tough loss in the Battle of the Bell. Uh, Rockdale was really impressive in that one. And Academy, they, they find a way again. They take down McGregor in a game where they were down two scores late. Um, Academy and Yo match up tonight. W- what do you expect out of, uh, out of that contest? Man, that is going to be one of the, like, you look at last week's Battle of the Bell for Cameron Yo, and Rockdale takes the ball and scores on the opening drive. And that's, that's the first time that Rockdale had won the toss and elected to receive. We were talking with Jacob Campsey after the game. They'd always deferred. And you give, you give uh, Cameron Valdez and Keyshawn Raven the ball first, you see what they do. All of a sudden, something starts clicking. There's a confidence there that's not hasn't been there in the in the last three weeks after Rockdale's three-game losing streak uh, entering the battle for the bell. And at that point, the confidence Rockdale had was just too much for Cameron to overcome. Cameron needs to mirror what happened with Rockdale against them last week. They need to mirror what Rockdale did against their own ball club because this is an academy squad that um, I don't think any lead is insurmountable for this academy squad. It, there is no team in District 11, 3A Division One that I would want to play less than Chris Lancaster's Academy Bumblebees because these dudes do not quit. They will find a way. I, I mean, I've gone to a couple of their games. I've seen Jerry Cephas orchestrate a scoring drive going right down the field out of the I formation, and then at Lorena, I watched him drop back in the spread. They will find a way. And they really, they are one of those teams where you can watch all the film you want on them. That might only help you with their defense. And so in this game, I would really expect just a massive chess match from the moment, from the moment you see the head coaches go on the field for the coin toss to until the final, until the the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter. That game is going to be just a chess match. And I would expect really solid defense. But at the same time, I would expect just 
I would expect Cameron to stay with what it does. Cameron's a spread offense team, and they're going to stay that way. They've got the talent to do it there with Zane Ziner under center, but Zane Ziner might ha- is going to have to play better, and he's going to have to get a little more support from his offensive line and from his wide receivers than he did last week because not all three of those interceptions at Rockdale last week were his fault. Talking with Curtis Quinlan. Curtis, is, is there a team that has just kind of jumped off the page at you and you're like, hmm, didn't see that coming, uh, either from a positive side or, or, or maybe even a negative side? I think it's Waco High because of how they performed against West Mesquite. We all know that we all know that the coaching change West Mesquite made. They have Mejia's uh, former head coach now and Frank Sandoval. But when you look at Waco High's roster the past couple of years, it's been pretty – young with some experience at starters but i didn't know what to make i think that was one of those programs i expected to struggle a little more strictly because of the coronavirus shutdown because not having spring ball not getting a full slate of summer workouts i that first game against west mesquite really caught my eye now I'm very, very curious about what's going to happen after two weeks of not playing and then going up against the two-time reigning state runner-up to open District 11 6A play. But that was a that was one that's one team that jumped off the page at me. The other one is Crawford. Crawford, after changing coaches, really just kind of showed everybody, hey, look, we're st- we, we're still fine. We're still poised to not only win Region Two. Because I think it's safe to say, and we can all agree, Region 2 runs through McLennan County this year with Bossieville and Crawford. Um, and District 7 being, quite frankly, the most potent district in that region. I think Crawford is trying to show everyone that District uh, district or Region 2 rather runs through uh, southwest McLennan County. Yeah, in, in another team that uh, – in maybe not locally, but certainly regionally and across the state is kind of grabbing some attention is the Temple Wildcats. I, I think, you know, in Bell County, people knew that they were going to be a pretty good football team, but they're starting to get some attention across the state with their 2-0 start. Yeah, exactly. And tonight will probably, this is going to be my hot take of the afternoon, tonight's the biggest test in their non-district because I know Longview is Longview, but long you look at what Longview lost last year. They lost the top-rated quarterback prospect in the state of Texas. They're going back to a traditional Longview offense this year with, you know, just hand it, just we're going to line up, we're going to hit you in the mouth, and we're going to run it down your throat. Um, not the spread Longview that won a state title and that was terrorizing everybody in 6A Division II last year. They dropped down to 5A tonight against Arlington Martin. Arlington Martin is a perennial power in Region 1 and 6A. This is, this is the biggest measuring stick Temple has in its non-district slate and like you mentioned that was one of those games sitting at 2-0 and against Longview everyone wanted to see what was Temple season going to look like is it going to be what we normally expect from Temple or is Temple going to be down in 2020 and when with the way that that defense which Scott Stewart has <laughs> told me at practice is the second youngest defense he has ever coached only trailing last year's Goes and pitches a thirty nothing shutout in the second half against one of East, one of the premier teams in East Texas. Um, that's a pretty good way to start this season. It, it's once again trying to put last week behind you and avoid looking forward. District play starts next week. It would be really really easy for Temple to look too far ahead and all of a sudden 
you're look you're not worried about Arlington Martin. You're like, oh, district play is going, and or to be really high on that win. You know, we just went on the we went and beat Longview. We went on the road and beat a good Magnolia West squad. This is a really good Temple Ball Club. It's as good as any team. It might very well be the best six A team in Central Texas this season. A mark that has in the this is my fifth season here. In my first four seasons, been a, a label that has been reserved for Midway, and really says something about the Wildcats. That's Curtis Coolen from KCN TV. Enjoyed having him on earlier today. We talk with Curtis at three twenty every Friday about the week in high school football, and we'll have plenty of that action coming your way in the next few minutes at seven o'clock on the ESPN Central Texas Midway in Arlington. Martin, the pregame show will get underway on Fox Sports Central Texas. We will get Temple and. and uh, Excuse me. Midway's playing South Grand Prairie tonight. Temple plays Arlington Martin on Fox Sports Central Texas. That broadcast is 630. And Robinson um, takes on Gerald. And that game's on 1590 AM, 99.3 FM. You can hear that broadcast there as well. I'm Stephen Simcox. We'll talk to you soon. This is ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show will be back with you on Monday afternoon.